That's a lie. I do. I have two companions. Uh, welcome to the Movie Ladder Podcast. We're all about cinematic connections. Each week we're discussing a movie that connects to the movie from the previous week's podcast. I'm Zach Brooks, and for the 160th, 161st time, I'm joined by... Brendan Fitzpatrick. And for the fifth time? Sixth time? Six, six or seven. Six, sixth yeah. time. First time, first time this season, though. Yes. Yeah, well, yes. First time this year. Uh, sixth time overall, we are joined by... Me, Megan, the library. That's you. That's you. <laughs> you want to take that again? <laughs> no. That's the word leaving right. out there. I messed up the episode number. We're uh, we're off to a roaring start. Oh, yes. uh, well, welcome back, Megan, the library. It's great to have you back. Um, it's great to be back. Yes. Last week, we talked about Into the Wild with uh, our Philly, Rich Filberto. And this yeah. week, due to a wild in nature connection, we'll be discussing 2014's Wild. So uh, then at the end of the episode, we'll decide on our next movie based on suggestions sent in by the listeners and then us, your hosts and guests. Uh, we will be spoiling Wild. So if you've not seen it, it's uh, streaming for rental only. Mm-hmm. I don't know. In Canada, is it free anywhere? Um, I don't. I actually own this movie, so I don't oh, okay. know. The trio. Yes, we both watched the Blu-ray. Yeah, Megan and I did. Because yes. um, I got it from the library. got the Blu-ray. Yep. There's a fun connection on the Blu-ray that I'm sure we'll get yes. to. Yeah, I did contact my library to try to get this, uh, uh, the book, so that I could read it, like, in a flash over the weekend. Unfortunately, oh. it was not available at the library, but um, they did have the they did have the, the Blu-ray in stock. So, if nice. I had had a Blu-ray player, we could have been Blu-ray triplets. But. Oh, that would have been fun. So, the book was not in stock? Uh, must be, the podcast must have uh, pushed people. Yeah, I guess so. To read it. Yeah. Uh, 3.36, was... so not that long of a book. You could have finished it in a week. Mm-hmm. I really thought I had seen there's like a there's like a take a book leave a shelf in the laundry room of my building and I mm-hmm. really thought I had seen a copy of Wild there and mm-hmm. so I went down to check and it wasn't there so either I am remembering wrong or somebody else took it or it was into the wild no it was definitely wild okay. <laughs> or was it mild um, it wasn't wild. Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually walked by a like one of those what are they like neighborhood libraries or whatever yeah. they're called little um, free libraries. Yeah, little free but libraries. it was multimedia only, so it had all these blank CDs all over it, oh. and it said it could it was all you couldn't put books in there. You could only put uh, like discs and games and things like that. Hmm. So it's like maybe I should donate that. some of my DVDs that I'm never going to watch to the head. Mm-hmm. Let somebody else enjoy the uh, 2000s Fantastic Four movie. Definitely. <laughs> I, I love those little free libraries. They're one of my favorite things yeah. in DC. There's one on every couple of blocks. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, a good way to recycle. So, yep, absolutely. Uh, yes. So, anyways, we'll be spoiling Wild, so you can get it from mm-hmm. your library or your local little free library if that has Wild, or uh, you can rent it. And uh, if, uh, or if you want to just skip ahead and hear, we're going to be watching next week. We uh, do have that timestamp in the description of this podcast, so you can skip to that time. Uh, but of course, you should pause this podcast, go watch the movie, come back and listen to us talk about Wild with Megan for our 161st episode. And as always, submit your feedback, ratings, questions, comments at Ladder Movie on Twitter and Instagram, movieladder at gmail.com. 
and follow the movie ladder on Letterboxd. Uh, I did look at the, uh, speaking of Letterboxd, I looked at the tag for the library ladder challenge that mm-hmm. we've created with Megan. Of yeah. course, we'll talk about that a lot. Uh, there are so many people who are doing this. So many people have I know, never it's heard so of exciting. This. I hope yeah. they're yeah. also listening now. to the podcast. Yeah. yeah, I hope they're all listening. <laughs> so, um, I, I went through this afternoon and liked all of them. I was nice. maybe looking for things to do today. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be doing that. I'll be doing no, that I have movie. something to do tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I'll be doing <laughs> that from the Movie Ladder account. I just And if you're doing the Library Ladder Challenge, make sure you use that tag, Library yeah. Ladder. Um I don't actually think Megan used it on hers. I am like so bad show. about remembering to use <laughs> challenge tags. I am too I'll, terrible at tags. Yeah. I'll go back and check. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yes. Library ladder. Who wants to give the, like, uh, somebody tell, everybody knows, but somebody tell, say, what is the library ladder in case people don't know? Megan, what is it? It's a movie watching challenge that we made up. And it's yeah. only, it's a movie every two weeks. So it's only, you have to only watch 26 movies this year, which should be doable. Mm-hmm. And you can still catch up. You don't have to do an order. Though Zach is obsessive compulsive and he Ooh, recommends but... it. <laughs> I'm like no waiting planning, until no the dates ahead. turn over to yeah. do the next one. Yeah, no, no mapping out ahead for Mr. Brooks. So. Yeah, I don't, I don't like to map out ahead either. Although we're on different sides of the coin for that. Uh, yes, and you're not doing it in order, right? You're the coming one. You have to. Well, I had to switch. I'm mostly doing it in order, but this week's prompt is a best picture loser. Mm-hmm. But I've already seen all the past Best Picture nominees. Yes, all yep. of them. Every single uh, one? Well, seen? except for 100 Men and a Girl from 1936 or whatever, because I couldn't find it anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and also The Patriot from 1928, because it's considered lost. But all mm-hmm. the other ones, yes, I have seen. And so this year, I have to watch one from this year. But of course, we don't know what has won Best Picture yet. But mm-hmm. then then I watch, so I watch my musician biopic, which is week or number six on the list. Mm-hmm. And then halfway through the movie, I was like, you know, I could have just watched two Best Picture nominees this week. And then I would have probably, unless the there's a tie, right? Uh, exactly. I would have watched a loser. But I didn't think of it. It was too late. But If we get like a Moonlight La La Land situation or something. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, I feel like I put Tar in as the placeholder for Best Picture Loser because I'm like, there's no, it'll be nominated, but it won't win. And I feel right. like I, I could have watched Triangle of Sadness this week because I really don't think it'll win. No. Uh, <laughs> it would be pretty shocking. But I, mean, I anyway. liked it, but not enough that it's going to be the Best Picture. Really, you know. I was very surprised it was nominated. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I would have nominated After Sun if you were looking for a yeah. vacation movie from 2022, sure. which I did ladder those two together. Or I mean, just Justice for Babylon. I would have nominated Babylon. But, you know, on VOD just, today, I saw. Yeah, um, you can rent that. Yeah, that's right. I saw. Well, no, no, I did not. I was going to say I saw that too, but no, I saw it's coming to the uh, local art house theater here, which is Fantastic. like. But I'll probably wait for streaming. Yeah. Fair um, so, of you've seen every nominee ever besides yes. two or three. Uh, is there one that stands out as like the most robbed goddess of nominees? Um. Really putting you on the spot here. I'm. It's. Well, okay, it's it wasn't it's not because it wasn't even nominated for Best Picture, mm-hmm. but um, Singing in the Rain, because oh. mm. The Greatest Show on Earth won in 1952. It's not a good yeah. movie. And Singing uh, in the Rain I mean, is a classic. And then well, so the only nomination it got, I think, was Jean Hagen for Best Supporting Actress. She plays Lena. You know, mm-hmm. what's the matter with the oh, way wow. I talk? Yeah. And she's amazing. She should have won. And she lost to Gloria Graham from The Bad and the Beautiful, which, mm. like, you know, fine. But it's like a 15 minute performance and gene hagan should have won anyway uh i don't know i would have to think about that about the best picture nominees There's a lot of movies to choose from there are so um, many. yeah <laughs> i uh well greatest show on earth does tie to a uh, best picture nominee from this year and that's what i was about to say yeah yeah does it yeah, yeah i won't say which you'll find out oh point. okay yeah 
It's not really a spoiler, but you'll find out eventually. Um, Well, speaking of uh, good movies, Megan, what's the best thing you've watched either in the last week or uh, I guess since your last appearance, which was, uh, what was your last appearance? Bergman Island. Romeo and Juliet? Oh, no, I wasn't on the Bergman Island. You were on it? No. Okay, Romeo and Juliet. It was Romeo and Juliet. Uh, I don't know. I a lot, I've watched a lot of like crappy movies this week, to be honest. Uh, Have you? Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, we've already. So yeah, uh, Blonde was horrible. Yeah. And um, the this Portuguese movie that we all watched for the Criterion Challenge also sucked. And uh, <laughs> I watched twenty minutes. I mean, I, I didn't even deserve to log it. I need to go back and actually like try to watch it. You know, but this is, yeah. you guys already know this. I don't. The listeners don't know this. I the Criterion Channel app on my Apple TV was mm-hmm. set to to two X, and uh, from the last time I watched something. And I didn't even I didn't even realize that it was still on 2x for like the first three minutes of the movie because it's like mm-hmm. a shot of a guy just sitting there. And I was like, I finally was like, oh, he's moving kind of fast. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to go with it uh, <laughs> because it was not it was like an incoherent mess. But but OK, the best thing I have watched this week, though, I started rewatching Mindhunter on Netflix. Yes. Love that show so much. Fantastic. So good. Um, but the only thing is it's very upsetting because I know mm. they're probably never going to make season three. And every time I think about yeah, it, I feel sad. Does it leave off in, uh, cause I haven't watched it. Does it leave off in a way that, um, like is, uh, unresolved? I don't remember how it off? ended, but oh. the thing is there. So it, it's every, every, almost, well, not every episode, but a lot of the episodes start out with a clip of a guy in Kansas and he's not connected to the story at all. But if you know, like, what's going on, you eventually realize he's the BTK killer. Yeah. And so clearly the show was leading up to a big the BTK season. case. Yeah. He yeah. wasn't caught until 2005. Yeah. yeah. But so, and the, the most of the show, they're talk, they, like, interview Charles Mintz. So it takes place in the early 70s. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so they obviously were leading up to that. And it's never going to happen. And, like, when I watched Mank, I was like, this is the reason they're not making season three of Mindhunter. And it may have affected my perception of Mank. Yeah, and it's a bummer. Uh, Anna Torv is really great on that show, who plays Wendy. And she was on, uh, she's also on The Last of Us, which is on HBO right now. Really great on that show as well. I loved Fringe. So, but I, my, so the reason I got started this was um, I have started listening to audiobooks. Mm-hmm. While I knit and I'm listening to the the mm-hmm. book by the Mindhunter guy, that's it's read by Jonathan Groff, who plays him on the show. Yeah. So that yeah. and and he's like Jonathan Groff is also really really great on Mindhunter. And the other mm-hmm. guy whose name I don't know. Oh uh, yeah, he plays Bill. Um, yeah, uh, Holt, and, yeah, I know Mick something. Yeah, yeah. They're both they're so great. They have really great like chemistry. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I have I have like I watch like four episodes on Sunday. I really I love Mindhunter. <laughs> so. It's one yeah. of those shows that's been forever on my TV list, but there's so many shows on my TV list that I'm like, well, I'd like to get to that, but I need to finish this and this and this and this and this. So. Well, I think, so the new David Fincher movie is coming out in 2023, The uh, Killer. November, yeah. Yeah, so you should try and watch Mindhunter before that comes out, because Fincher yeah, just did most of the episodes, I think, maybe all yeah. of them. And it's also The Return of Michael Fassbender. It's that's also, right. I believe it's based on a real killer so it would be fitting go. for you to watch Mindhunter before the killer comes to Netflix. And uh, the nice thing about watching Mindhunter is it's very free because there's no podcast about Mindhunter. I was talking about this sure. for, all, there for all mankind. Well, not any that I listen to. That oh, okay. Like, yeah. sure you, you could go back and download some of the very old watch podcasts with Chris yeah, and Andy. But, that's true. You know, 
But I don't feel like the problem is with every show I watch, I feel compelled that I have to listen to like three podcasts on each episode that come out because I'm this compulsion. And what I really like, I've been watching For All Mankind. What I really like about For All Mankind is I can just breeze right through it because I'm not stopping between episodes to listen to a podcast. I'm just I'm just watching each episode. Maybe I should get my sister to do a Mindhunter podcast with me. Oh man, my, my sister is really into true crime. And when I started watching Mindhunter originally, I was like texting her, like, have you watched Mindhunter? And she's like, yes. And of course, of course she had. Mm-hmm. And I kept texting her. I was like, this is so good. And like, yeah, anyway. And now so I keep like texting her. So it'd be like a new girl, her. old guy where you've seen Mindhunter and she hasn't. And you. No, but she has you. seen it. Though. Oh, she has seen it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. She, yeah. She also so thought it was great. And now yeah. I keep texting her as I'm watching it again. And she said she's planning to watch it again, too. And I text her now and I'm like, it's so sad that they're not doing Mindhunter season three. Digesting yep. Mindhunter. We can just put you on the digesting TV. Sounds feed. very gross, though. It's yeah, like well. serial killers. and That's true. Uh, yeah. the, the, one, the one, so the interview, Edmund Kemper, who, I, like Brendan, you know, the actor who yeah, plays the actor is, is like, so good. So good. Ed Kemper. <laughs> yeah, he's really good. He's so you guys, creepy. You guys are selling this pretty well. Yeah, it's uh, great. It's really great. It's, it's, it's right. awesome. And there's a couple of cameos in there as well from some well-known character actors that I won't spoil that are really a lot of fun. Really oh, it's only two good. seasons? Yeah. yeah. Two seasons. Oh, all right. And it's two Netflix, seasons, so it's short seasons. Yeah, yeah. 19 yeah. episodes total. Yeah. That's and actually, some of the, I, I when, thought it was three seasons. No, three I watched an episode cool. yesterday that was only 35 minutes, so they're yeah, not even all too. an hour. But I, I yeah. was like, one on one hand, I was happy because I was like, I can watch this over lunch. And on the other hand, I was like, <laughs> sad that it's not longer. Right. All right. Well, uh, speaking of true crime, I'll go to the best thing I watched this week. Um, I watched the 1967 film by directed by Richard Brooks called In Cold Blood, based off of a botched robbery murder of a family in Kansas that took place in the 1950s um, and the ensuing investigation to try to find the killers. This movie does something really, really interesting um, where, I mean, it's it, it was actually like really controversial at the time because you spend next to no time with the actual victims of the crime. You're, the movie really is about understanding the psychology of the men that committed this crime and the system surrounding their capture. Um, and I, I think it's a really fantastic portrayal um of true crime and true crime narrative and especially um you can see the imprint that this movie made on the true true crime and um fictionalized crime based on prior ip narrative of like modern police procedurals like columbo and law and order and matlock and like all of the like date ripped from the headlines type TV shows that started in the 70s and continue to this day. Like, the imprint is there, and it all comes from this movie. And this is based on the book by Truman Capote. Uh, stars uh, Robert Blake, who himself would eventually be... I was going to say that. <laughs> yeah. oh, wasn't there something with, like, him killing his wife or something? Uh, Natalie Wood, right? Yeah. Oh, is he the basis for... No. Okay. So I Robert, thought this was Robert more recent Baker. than this. Sorry, or I'm maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. Yeah. Me- Megan's, Megan's, uh, you made Megan choke on her water. You said something <laughs> so incorrect, Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was thinking of, who's the guy I was thinking of that, that was on Wagner. the boat with Natalie Wood? Oh, Robert Wagner. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Robert Blake. Um, so yeah, Robert Blake stars uh, along with Scott Wilson, who 
really threw me for a loop because I had only really seen him as an older actor. He plays Herschel on The Walking Dead season two. Um, so to see him like much younger, very good looking, tall, strapping, charming, like was a little threw me for a little bit of a loop. But um, he's really fantastic. Uh, John Forsyth is in the film. He's really good. Yeah, I I really enjoyed this. Um, you know, you it's, it's, I have not read the book by Capote. Um, have you seen Capote? I have not seen Capote either. So I mean, that would be the this was for your personal ladder, right? No, it was this was just because Next Picture Show released a oh, okay. podcast on this yeah, uh, over the weekend, and I wanted to listen to the podcast. And this is a '60s blind spot for me, and it's part of the Film Spotting Madness shortlist. Mm-hmm. So it's one that I knew I could knock out, and you know, get that get that percentage up for the Film Spotting Madness '1960s bracket. So, um, but yeah, highly recommend. Um, yeah, that's about all I have to say about it because I don't want to give too much away about the crime itself. I did read the book um, twice, actually. Yeah. I had to read it once in college, and I like kind of skimmed through it. I didn't really pay too much attention. And then, like a couple years ago, I was looking for a book to read, and I was like, you know, I never really got super into that. So then I ended up reading the book a second yeah, time, really and then good. I watched Capote. Well, um, yeah. Speaking of yeah. people who are robbed at the Oscars, I think is it Clifton Collins Jr. who plays one of the criminals in Capote, and he's excellent, and he okay. wasn't nominated. I always felt that. They got pe- they got nominations mixed up that year because I think Catherine Keener was nominated for Best Supporting Actress mm-hmm. for playing um, Harper Lee in Capote, but I thought Maria Bello should have been nominated for History of Violence, and then William Hurt was nominated for History of Violence, but I thought Clifton Collins Jr. should have been nominated for Capote. So Do you have this all just like from I just remember that because it stood out to me. But Very actually, good. I just I did just think of the ultimate robbed goddess uh, Best Picture nominee, and I can't believe I didn't think of it immediately. Obviously, it's Goodfellas. Yeah, obviously, naturally. Sure. I thought that's what you were going to say, <laughs> and I was going to let it go. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of the 2006 Academy Awards for 2005 movies, which is the one that um, that we had Capote nominated for, mm-hmm. uh, Reese Witherspoon, who we're going to be talking about, uh, was uh, one Best Actress for June Carter Cash. Yeah. In Walk there the you Line. Go. Yep. I love Walk the Line. I do um, like Walk the Line. Walk the Line, one of my very early movie ladder, personal movie ladder, like my second or third movie. It's like kind of what got me on the on the ladder in the first place. She does uh, walk the line in this movie we're about to talk about. So that's true. Oh, no, good walking. point. Oh, spoiler good. alert: there's lots yeah. of walking. I know, yes. right? Spoilers. Yeah. In and not in a line, um, I would say. Uh, <laughs> well, it's all right. a trail. A trail is a line. Uh, best not? thing for me this week: very easy. Uh, this one because this made the top five of my 2021 best. My best uh, movies are top. 2021. Is it what? So it wasn't Osos. It is not Osos. <laughs> um, no, it was okay. not. Um, no, my my movie that was the best thing I watched this week is Petite Maman from oh, 2021. Um, just like such a just like a, such a lovely movie that really really packs so much into like a 70 minute runtime. Megan, have you seen this yet? No, I haven't. It's on my list. Yes. Yeah, it's uh, uh, I absolutely love it. Um, I think I've been touting it everywhere I can whenever it comes up uh, since I watched it. I'm I'm really glad you finally got around to it. Yeah. Um, it. It's just one of those movies that, like, I as I was watching, I was like, I'm really liking this. I'm really liking this. And then I'm just like, I love this. And it it mm. reminds me so much. And I don't want to talk too much about it because I do think, like, I didn't know much about it going in. I think um, it's better than not knowing like, yeah. yeah, I knew it was about, like, a, a daughter and her relationship with her mother. Um, and it just gets into so many things that, you know, kind of actually tie into um, some of the stuff we'll talk about today, actually, with mm-hmm. the woman and her mother. Um, but Would this is a child. Yeah. yeah. And um, 
and just being out in nature. I mean, this actually, I don't know. Maybe it's we're really going to do this. Connection. It's actually a good connection to Wild uh, now that I think about <laughs> it. But um, limited casts in French. It's only 70 minutes on Hulu. Mm-hmm. It's also on Canopy, uh, U.S. Canopy. I do not know about Canadian Canopy, as we've talked about. I don't but I think yeah. my library has it, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So it's one that had been on my watch list for a while. And I don't know what it was. Like Saturday morning, I just woke up and I was like, I think I'm going to watch Petite Milan this morning and have go. my coffee. And um, it was between that and watching um, Spencer because I woke up and I read Megan's okay. review of Blonde. <laughs> and I was like, oh, she references Spencer. I should watch Spencer. And then I was like, I'm going to watch Petite Maman. And then I, I think I you made the right choice. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, this is like, I, I don't remember if it was my number five or my number six movie of 2021, but it did crack that top 10 list um, and just reminded me of a lot of other movies I love. And I would recommend it. And I would just that recommend a, watching it. That um, was a tough one. I didn't know where to put it on Letterboxd for best of the year because it's listed as tw- as 2021 but it didn't go wide until 2022 in January. So it was like right on the cusp of like, yeah. I didn't know whether, so it's not on either list because I didn't know which, you know, but it is one of the best movies I saw last year. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I, I just put it as 2021. I think the, yeah, I think kind of go either way, but I went by what, what year it is listed on Letterboxd, mm-hmm. um, which I did watch another movie that came out in 2021, but it's listed as 2019, even though it's not. Weird. So, I mean, those are inconsistent. Uh, and I did just look. It's actually my number three movie of 2021, not my number five. Okay. Movie. So, Worst Person in the World, Mass, and then Petit, Petit Maman, uh, my top three. Well, look at you go. Three very different movies. Um, so, that is the best thing I watched. Although, I have been watching For All Mankind, and that's so well made. I, everybody was right when they were talking about it. It's a little slow to start, but it it picked mm-hmm. up. Uh, nice. Brennan, I'm excited for you to get to it at some point some point it's been on the list forever and it'll be there until you know whatever when you decide that we're going to do a for all mankind bonus episode uh yeah digesting for all mankind Um, digesting space yeah there we go uh all right well uh speaking of space should we get out into the big natural space of wild good segue bro i guess Mm -hmm. so uh (laughs) wild was from 2014 and uh it is the story of one woman's trek up the Pacific Coast, Pacific Crest Trail, not Pacific yeah, Coast. I thought trail. it was Pacific Coast too, but yeah, yeah there's a Pacific, Pacific Coast, Coast Highway. Trail. Yeah, but it's oh, okay. Pacific yeah, Crest. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, so Shell Strayed is the name is the name of our main character, played by Reese Witherspoon, who we're following throughout this movie. Uh, it is based on her book as well, which I think was also called Wild, but I think it had like a subtitle mm-hmm. along yeah. with it. Um, so uh, autobiographical. And um, yeah, it's a story about a, a woman finding herself and, you know, her relationship with her mother, her brother, um, her father, ex-husband, all kinds of people mm-hmm. in her life and kind of coming to grips with that. Um, and it was, uh, what, 2014? So it was nominated. Reese, Reese Witherspoon and Laura Dern were both nominated for yep, yep. acting both categories, nominated. but it was mm-hmm. not nominated for anything else besides those it two. It was not. And if you uh, would like to, <laughs> you know... Uh, that was a particularly uh, misogynistic year for the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Um, every Best Picture nominee was had a male lead. Uh, you can be generous and say that Felicity Jones is the co-lead in The Theory of Everything. Mm-hmm. But it's Birdman, American Sniper, Boyhood, Grand Budapest Hotel, The Imitation Game, Selma, Theory of Everything, and Whiplash. Beautiful. And the Best Actress nominees were uh, Julianne Moore, who won for Still Alice, Marion Cotillard for Two Days, One Night, which is a great movie, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Felicity Jones, Rosamund Pike and Gone Girl, and Reese Witherspoon. 
Yeah, and so, Blake is so good in Glug Girl. She's, she's so she's, she's really so, great. She's so yes. fantastic. She is. I never saw and the I, theory of everything. Um, it was, it was fine. <laughs> That's the <Steve laughs> one, right? Because I was yes. confused that in the Michael the one where Michael Fassbender plays um, Steve Jobs. Alan Turing. Oh, no, Alan Turing. Turing. Okay. What Michael yeah. Fassbender played Alan Turing? Did he? No, that was um. You're thinking of uh, oh, uh, imitation yeah. game. See, I always you're thinking no, of thinking imitation of game Benedict. and Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so they that's the same year, imitation yeah. game and theory of everything. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um. Yeah, that was what I was thinking of. So, mm-hmm. Fassbender and Cumberbatch are. I also, for whatever reason, always confuse those two. Doctor Strange and Magneto. No idea why. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, but uh Megan, this I know is a particular not to not to jump too far ahead, but I know this is a particular favorite of yours. You've suggested it once before well, I, I spoiled our game. You suggested it once before, almost spoiled our game. Uh <laughs> one episode before you suggested it. Do you remember what episode you suggested it? No, I'm guess? I'm trying to remember like if there was did we do a Reese Witherspoon movie or Mm-mm. I don't think so. Uh, no, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so it was almost exactly a year ago, if that helps. No, it, it doesn't. It was, it was Brooklyn. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. You know what? Yes. That's funny. I was thinking about Brooklyn as a movie map, actually. Yeah. So that uh, makes sense. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. my this is my brain works this way sometimes. I will think of something, forget it, and have the exact same idea later. There you go. <laughs> and then it's I'll like find, very validating. You're like, this was it, a great it idea. It is. That I but, had. but then I'll find evidence that I actually like acted on my idea before because I've gone to do the same thing. Like I had, <laughs> like I, after I came back from a trip, I was like, I should make an envelope to put the foreign money I still have. And then I went and I was like, oh, I did this after my last trip. So there you go. But and yeah, I, this is, yeah. So, yeah. okay, good. Good to I, know I, I'm I, the same wavelength as myself. Yeah, I do that all the time with Zach, where I'll, like, come to him and be like, I have this awesome idea. And he's like, I said we should do that, like, two weeks ago. <laughs> like, I incepted you. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I'll yeah, act but like it's, it's a brand it's new the way, yeah. the way the brain works, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you, what you just said at the time, like, you know. um, in February of 2022, you said another movie mm-hmm. about a young woman who goes on a journey, just like Brooklyn, where has a screenplay by Nick Hornby. And oh, that was why. book written by someone else. I I was you know what I was thinking that I was like didn't we do another Nick Hornby adaptation at some point so that would explain Probably. it but also like in Brooklyn um her sister dies right and she all mm-hmm. like so yep. there's a death in the family it's mm-hmm. uh yeah okay and sudden and it was a sudden death um, I think I think so yeah yeah uh and we've done a couple Nick Hornby because we did uh, High Fidelity oh um, you did yeah we did um, I love High Fidelity but that was his book and he didn't write the movie yeah I believe. correct yeah that, that movie is yeah yeah so, um, all right. Well, uh, yeah. So why don't we get into Wild? So uh, this is my first time seeing. It. I think Brennan, it was your first time seeing. It yeah, as well. this was my first time seeing it. Um, I, like I knew reputationally, like that this movie was very good. I had just never gotten around to seeing it. Um, I, I thought this movie was great. I mean, just as just as I came in and praised Into the Wild for what it did last week to tell a you know based on a true story adventure of adventure or misadventure of someone on a journey of self-discovery i thought that this movie like it's it's the perfect week to do this movie because it's the it's the perfect um mirror movie to into the wild yeah like there are so many things that this movie does that our lead character does, played by Reese Witherspoon, Cheryl Strayed, that like for better or worse, lead lead to her survival through this journey. Yeah, 
And even, than, I mean, yeah, this was like, like the perfect, you know, kind of, as I was watching this, I was like, this is like a perfect connection, not just because the title mm-hmm. Wild is in both. Um, you know, we get like 2007, 2014, like there's a nice kind of symmetry there that they were seven years apart. They um, both take place in the 90s. Right. Yeah, they, and they, yeah. They, they, they take place almost like the exact same time. Yeah. Um, I think it's it, a while. Almost just the exact same time. Uh, Chris yeah. McCann was, was hiking a lot of that movie, The Pacific Crest Trail, as well. Oh, was he? Yeah. Okay. Um, and and then even like crossing a crossing a river that's going really fast mm-hmm. like, or a stream. I don't know if it was a river, but some sort of body of water that was going really fast. Like, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think like we'll probably just talk through lots of connections as we're going. But, yeah, I did think this was a, a really good suggestion um, and it, it a good kind of other side of the coin to Into the Wild. And it's one that I feel like I didn't hear much. I, I don't know. Maybe this goes to your point, Megan. Like, I just never really heard about this movie. Um and I feel like I thought it was something else based on like the art and things like that. Like, mm-hmm. I, obviously, I knew what I was expecting this week, but I think in the past when the, when I've thought about like watching this or I've seen it like pop up on the streaming service as an option, and just like I thought it was a different movie than what it was. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's very like, yeah. I was thinking, I'm just thinking about like the River Wild or you know like that kind of mm-hmm. thing. It it it's it does have that picture of her backpacking, and but it's really not an action-packed movie at all. Mm-mm. It's very like pensive yeah it's really nice tense yeah um yeah it's tense and i think what i what i really liked is the way that flashbacks are interwoven in which we Mm -hmm. saw we've seen that with a couple movies um this year but you know we definitely saw that with into the wild and it's it does a good job of kind of filling in those blanks um one thing that i feel like i didn't love that this movie did is the way that it kind of like cornerstoned memories where it's like this bad thing happened. And then she saw a picture of like somebody in the woods and like, it's like, it's almost like too like on the nose with like the inspiration for the thing that she's doing. Like when she's in, like when she finds out that she's pregnant and then I think they're in like a Starbucks or something mm. or a bookstore, she sees the book on the yeah. shelf and it's like, it's just like almost like Leo Jeff. It's like, there's the book and she's going to go do this. Like it, I know it's kind of shorthand for getting us to this point, but I, I don't know. It's, it's yeah, just like there's the picture of the me. mountains in the hospital room. Yes. Like yep. after, yeah, it's mm-hmm. like, yeah. But I think that's, but I really like how it's sort of, it's almost like a stream of consciousness kind of thing. Like we're mm-hmm. following her. We hear what's going on in her mind. Like she's sort of, she has a song stuck in her head. We hear that. And you, you know, she'll see something and it'll trigger a memory. And I, I think it does that really well. I really like how it portrays that sort of, you know, like non-linear, um, just random, the randomness of thoughts, because mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, that's how my mm-hmm. brain works too, but yeah. The stream of consciousness uh, kind of messed me up at first because I, like I've had some issues with my soundbar being off sync from the lips and I thought I fixed oh, okay. it last week, which I did fix it. I finally got it fixed. Uh, after lots of trying, I got it working. But there's a point where she's talking and her lips mm. aren't moving. Mm-hmm. And I was like, are you serious? Is it broken again? But <laughs> no, it was, yeah. no, it was actually her inner monologue going. Yeah, she's narrating in her head, which is, you know, yeah. Yeah. something we get in the, something we get in Into the Wild as well, as well as like the, you know, writing in a journal and narration going across the screen as she's going. And yeah, there, there are so many parallels to last week, but I really appreciated the depth that this movie went into in a way that, into the wild just sort of used used narration you could even say a little bit to it as a crutch 
to tell everything about Chris and his parents and his backstory and why he went on this adventure. And this movie did a lot more show rather than tell. Mm-hmm. As far yeah. as the backstory and her relationship with her mom and her relationship with drugs and alcohol and the men that abused her and her relationship with her brother. And it did so much more show than tell that Into the Wild didn't that I really, really appreciated. Especially the relationship between Cheryl and her mom was just so, like, lovely. Like, there's this scene where they're in the kitchen and she's, you know, they're they're going to high school together, which is really weird, but she's, like, so proud of mm-hmm. her mom for doing that. But she talks about, like, you know, she ta- she's talking to her mom about, like, I don't understand how you could have, you know, married such an alcoholic, abusive jerk as my dad. And she's, like, her mom, like, imparts this life lesson of, like, I regret none of it. Because without that life experience, I wouldn't have you sitting here right in front of me. And, like, that's a conversation that I have had as an adult with my, you know, with my mom about, like, things that happened in her past and things she regrets or doesn't regret about, like, her life that you can't really have when you're a kid. But it's a conversation you can have when you're an adult. And so that really hit me. And I I do think, like, the... mm, those like those thoughts of like the mistakes you made are just part of this journey along the way right and it does tie i mean that that ties nicely into the end of into the wild too where Mm -hmm. you know he's made all these mistakes and he's he's kind of like well i i've i've now realized that you know happiness is not great and you know it's not whatever it's not meaningful unless you share it with others or or whatever it is we say we get at the end um yeah and i don't know megan what uh I don't have a question. I don't have a transition. <laughs> okay. Megan, uh, why? What do you think? What do you think of that? What do you think of the idea of like the mistakes that you made along the way, just being the journey that you're? Yeah, I mean, I think it's true, obviously, and you can't. It's not like you can go back. So mm-hmm. you got it. I mean, and that's and that's. That's I'm like I'm like on the cusp of a hiking metaphor. Um, <laughs> she, because she, I read this quote from Cheryl Strait where she said, you know, part of what she liked about the experience was that she knew every day. She had two choices. She could keep going forward or she could go back where she came from. There was nothing else she could do. Like that was part of, that was the challenge for her. Mm-hmm. Um, that sort of, you know, because there's, you can see in the movie, right? There's parts where she's hating it. She's like, why am I doing this to myself? Mm-hmm. And like, um, but it, by the end, you know, she gets, she builds up her experience and her knowledge. And it, 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 yeah, I do think it's like, the it's almost the anti into the wild because her story is about mm-hmm. like rebirth whereas his is about death obviously yeah. and because she's coming back and this like yeah she's she's reformed herself into this like new version of herself that incorporates all of that that intense grief that she feels about mm-hmm. her mother but she's learned to live with it and yeah I love that scene too, you know, as we're talking about like mistakes along the way leading to a step in this journey, Um, you know, early on in the movie where she's like, it's one of her first days out there and she, her inner monologue is just like, fuck, what have I done? What the fuck have I gotten myself into? And like, I've not been in that situation, but I have been in situations where I'm like, oh, I bit off way more than I can chew. Yeah. Um, And then later on in the movie where she's, where she's walking, she says, I can stop anytime, you know, or something along, like I could stop anytime, but it's like her way of keeping herself going. 
which the I can stop anytime is not a way I would ever motivate myself to finish something that's hard. Because um, right. then I'd be like, ooh, stopping. That sounds nice. Yeah. But um, just the way that we cope with these challenging situations mm-hmm. to get ourselves through it, I thought was interesting. Yeah, and I think what I really like about it is that every time she has one of these challenges, she doesn't quit. She finds a way or someone helps her figure out how to keep going. Whether it's, you know, the W. Earl Brown character with the fresh meal and the, like, advice about, you know, about, about like, what to eat, what not to eat, and, like, get, getting her, get, getting her motivated to keep going. Or, you know, the, the rest stop guy she meets who's, who just tears apart her backpack and is like. I love that scene. That, that was great. Let's, you know, let's, first off, your boots are the wrong size and that's why your toes are falling off. And then also. <laughs> Here's everything you don't need. And it's like, oh, well, you know, so I could have, I made this much harder on myself than I needed to. Like bringing the saw, for example. Although she could have used the saw maybe with the creepy guys, the creepy hunters. That's also true. That one dude was definitely a serial killer, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Screw that guy. Um, (laughs) I mean, that part was, that part was really, like you talked about the the tense scenes. That was definitely the most tense scene in the movie. Um, And like that you could just feel how trapped she was and then when she's like he comes back and he's like i thought you said you were leaving yeah but the only part of that that like was weird to me was i feel like both those guys were nuts and so like one of them i don't know i guess it's just like one of them had a conscience and was like hey right like get back here i guess that's i think that one that one guy was just sort of a creep but the other guy was like really 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 creepy yeah exactly Mm -hmm. like there's a difference you know yeah, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and the way that those guys were like, they're dressed in the camo and they have yeah. the arrows, like just like the they, arrows. They were really threatening. It was um, extremely sure. scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, Brendan, the W. Earl Brown character, he was, was he the, the farmer? That she the trucker, yeah. The, the first yeah, guy. The tra- tractor guy. I wrote him down yeah. as tractor guy. Which and Dan another from great, Deadwood. Another great learned, connection. Yeah, Dan, Dan from Deadwood. Um, she learns a really valuable lesson right off the bat from him because like, he basically scares the shit out of her yeah. and is like, you know, okay, I'm, uh, you know, I'm not a bad guy. I'm going to take you home and meet my wife. And, but he, like at the end, he's like, look, I kind of did it on purpose. <laughs> like yeah. I kind of scared you on purpose. Cause you got to be careful out there, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, like, I thought that was like a really valuable like lesson that she takes forward. But like, I was nervous for her because I was like, I've seen W. Earl Brown play good guys and dirtbags. Kenny from Scream, I, but also I, Dan from Deadwood. Exactly. Oh, so I don't know which way this is going to go in this scene. Yeah, but he and his I wife are very too. funny. Yeah, they're very like, The wife yeah. is very, very funny, I think. Yeah, she's yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Who is Kenny in Scream? I'm trying to remember which The cameraman. Cameraman. Uh, Kenny, get your fat ass. In the- <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. Okay, yes. Or Kenny. Uh, yeah, W.R.O. Brown's good in a million things. Um, I always mix him up in my brain with M.C. Ganey, who's yeah, Tom Friendly. Yeah, and yeah, M.C. Ganey. Yeah, it looks like he was in Vanilla Sky that we watched yep. last year. Oh. So. He was. Um, I, just, I believe he was I, the bartender in Vanilla Sky, right? Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Just, when I watched Deadwood, I was like, oh, my God, it's Kenny from Scream. But and then <laughs> now he's – but then, yeah. That the the street brawl between Dan and the other dude is like the most brutal thing ever. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah anyway, yeah. we don't need to talk about Dan. Yeah, let's not talk I was about like, wait, what's street brawl? Um, yes, but I, I was gonna say that the W. R. Brown character he plays Frank, but you know, second movie in a row where we have uh, our protagonist of the movie 
meeting a um, a farmer along the way yep. and stopping with the farmer because we had the Vince Vaughn character last week. Like, very much reminded me. And well, I think even when he meets him, he's on like a some sort of farm equipment. He's on like a. I mean, we're gonna step all over connections, but my number one connection to last week that I wrote down ha- is the first two minutes of this movie because she is on top of a mountain throwing away her boots. And the first scene we see of Chris McCandless is him getting boots hmm. from a, from a guy driving a truck. They really are. And I just, and I was, so, so I, I didn't watch, mm-hmm. I didn't watch into the wild last week. Cause I don't, I don't mm-hmm. care for it, but um, the, <laughs> I was reading a thing about comparing the two and it even pointed out that the last shot of the movie is they're looking up. But mm-hmm. he's got his eyes open and she has her eyes closed. It I it really feels almost intentional. Like yeah, I don't mm-hmm. I don't know if it if it but yeah, it's very interesting the the mirrors. Yeah. And so the the last scene, I I really love that last scene too, yeah. because that sense of satisfaction, right? Mm-hmm. And then like you see the fox at the end, which has been following her yeah. and you know, kind of represents her mom. But like just that like crossing the finish line where she sees, you know, where she walks out of the trees. And she sees the bridge and it's yeah. like, she's, she's, she's achieved her goal. And that, the last scene, and then she's, she gives you like this very quick, like, and then five years or four years from now, I'm going to be married on this bridge. And then we have a child mm-hmm. and another child. And like, so we are seeing like that generation, like she's going to yeah. be raising kids much like we're seeing her being raised by her yeah. mom. Um, so I really, I really like the way this movie fits. Yeah. And it's sort of like that juxtaposition to last week where we, this is the life that like, and the lessons and the things that the Christopher McCandless character could have gotten to had he been able to get away. And so it's really sad in that, like, he got that realization but wasn't able to escape the wild. Yes. Whereas she gets that realization and is able to move on from it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And Megan, I know you have have a lot of issues with Into the Wild. You know, we touched on (laughs) some of them on the podcast last week, but, you know, I'd love to just hear kind of your your thoughts on the two characters, the two representations, like these two journeys, just like why you prefer this one so much more to Into the Wild. Well, I just think, okay, the, the thing that bothers me about Into the Wild is just his whole like, yeah, man, I'm going to get away from society, man. Like, okay, fine. Great. Good for you. But like, and her journey is very different because she's, she's not saying that. She's saying, I need to get away for a bit, but I am coming back. Like her, my point, her point is that she needs to get her head in a space where she can actually live her life. You know, she tells people where she's going. It's, mm-hmm. it's reminds you know Arrested Development. That's why you mm-hmm. always leave a note. And mm-hmm. you know, she she's yeah. And it she even says it in the movie, right? Where the guy says that she he never sees female hobos, and she's like, I'm not a hobo. Yeah. And then she starts on that thing about how women can't usually just walk out of their lives. Mm-hmm. Which I think there's, I mean, Brendan, you said it on the podcast last week. I do think there's a lot of truth to that, that, you know, maybe women are more practical about these things because we're socialized that way. I'm not sure. But, um, and like, you know, you see her with the guidebook, whereas he doesn't have a map and all this stuff. And I read, I also, I read another article about this that said, it basically said, um, McCandless story is notable because he died. Um, if he had lived, no one would care. Whereas her mm. story is notable because she survived. If she had died, it's like, oh, a female hiker was murdered. Like mm. maybe, you mm. know, it's still a news story, but. It would be a true crime documentary yeah. that you see on Netflix for, you know, who killed Cheryl Strayed in the yeah. woods. Of, yeah. so, but this is and very. There, there are so many times where you worry about that for her, too. Yeah, for sure. That Particularly it, like, the arrow guy. 
the Arrow guy, but also um, the Hobo Magazine guy. Like, that was... Yeah. Like, you don't until you find guy. out, really? And that ended up being a funny scene. But when he first pulls over yeah. and he's like... Oh, I he's can't like, give you a ride. I can't give you a ride. And it's like, that why did you weird. pull over in the first place? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, and that scene did end up being funny. And I did have that written down as my other quote. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, this is not a hobo life. And like, I, I, I they, they say the word hobo like 50 times yeah. in that scene. And I'm, so I never funny. realized what a funny word hobo is. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's such an antiquated term. Yeah. It like, reminds me of Mad Men now. Yeah. yeah. Well, and yeah. I mean, like, the, you know, this is the early 90s. So it makes sense that they would use the term hobo. And like, so like, but when he first pulls over, you're just like, oh my, like there's nobody coming. And it's like, why did this guy pull over? And so again, like that was another time when I was worried for her. Um, and there's times in her flashback where I'm worried for her. Like you, with Chris, the things that you're worried about are like, oh, there's a bear coming by him. Like this bear could eat him. Even though you know he's, you know, that's not how he's going to die. But like, or he's, uh, you know, he's trying to cross this water that's uh, dangerous. Or he's he's kayaking with no helmet on. People are yelling mm-hmm. at him. He's not wearing a helmet. Like, it's that kind of stuff. Um, You're not worried about some humans he's meeting along the way. Right. Yeah. Outside of, I mean, there are some things with the elements with her, like when she can't find the water, but it's more the people she meets along the way that you're nervous for her about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, the the park ranger guy who's like, oh, I'll get your oh, package yeah. if you have, have a drink with me later. Like, right. okay. yeah. Uh, yeah, he's just like he's he's probably not dangerous or anything, but it's like, oh, God, you know, he's and definitely the, yeah. he's definitely being a creep. He's a total creep. Like, and it's yeah. And then it, it's interesting because the movie shows sort of the two the two angles, right? Because mm-hmm. those those guys, the young guys that she meets at that same place are like, oh, people just help you. Like they bring you stuff. And it's like, yeah, she's a pretty young woman. It's true. People probably are more inclined to help her. But also she's dealing with this physical danger all the time from these right. creepy guys who... <laughs> And I mean, I think that the, 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 I mean, the arrow guy and the park ranger guy are by far the worst, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Like, like, yeah. uh, W.O. Brown seems creepy, but he's not. Right. And uh, then that Greg guy was nice. But I mean. Greg? Oh, he was the guy that she met. Um, yeah. The naked, screen, he yeah. was naked when she met him. Right? He was he naked. Was, yeah. He was the guy that quit, like, halfway yes. through. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And um, I think, like, you know, I was thinking about that. Like, does she really have that much of, like people bending over backwards to help her. And I was like, well, I mean, I've got the impression that Greg would have been super social with anyone he met. He just seemed like that kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And then the guy at the campsite too, he said he specifically goes there to hang out with the campers. And I thought, mm-hmm. well, I, you know, I don't think he was giving her like terribly no, special treatment. As, right. He struck me as just like a guy who's just like, hang, like he's just, just there. a nice guy. And he's right. just kind of like, and oh, here's like this like telling thing. her stuff that she should have already known. Like right. call yeah. REI and they'll send you like imparting a wisdom. fresh pair of boots. To, to yeah. your next location. Yeah. So, I do yeah. love that the Hobo Times writer, I, mm-hmm. I just saw this in my notes, but I totally forgot that his name is Jimmy Carter. Yeah, that was, <laughs> yeah, not that was Jimmy Carter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's quite a bit younger than uh, than the other Jimmy Carter. Yes, right. uh, a little bit. <laughs> and um, black, I think, right? Yes, <laughs> so. yes, yep. Also um, that, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I love, like, the two kids that, that she means, or the three kids, I guess, that, that she mm-hmm. means, like, when she, when the creepy park ranger, and then they yes. show up, and, and he was like, well, I, I can't unlock it, and like She's it does like, show that fine. like that he he will help her but only because yeah. she'll get a drink with him um but that she's become like this cult legend on the yeah. trail they're like oh mm-hmm. you're you're the one who like wrote these you know yeah. the quotes and things like that like we've been following you know we've been behind well, you and even like greg greets her oh cheryl straight and she's like uh yeah how did you know my name he's mm-hmm. like you're the only woman in the she's long book like, like oh right but then she does meet another woman she meets so. sarah uh is it sarah i forget i think it yeah. was sarah 
Yeah, she's like. really she. That was really cool. I thought that that was where we were gonna get the actual Cheryl Strayed cameo because I knew there was one in this movie. I didn't really want to look too deeply into the cast list. Um, but no, uh, Cheryl Strayed is like one of the people that drops her off. Yeah, woman in truck. truck. Is who she's yeah, casting. but she's yeah. um. Yeah, so we also get like the hippies that she runs into. Yes, in I forgot about them. That have the uh, that have the lost child. Yeah, like so that's like a direct connection to last week as well. You know, mm-hmm. that guy was a little skeezy. Yeah, he's a little skeezy. But the woman is clearly hippie. like, dude, yeah. she's not having it. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Uh, I was gonna say something else about that, but I forget. Oh well, doesn't matter. Well, when we meet the. When we meet the, uh, when you were talking about hippies, I thought you were talking about the deadheads that she meets. So there's the people who are having. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Michael oh, Michael Houston, yes. uh, Dario Noharis himself from That's Game right. of Thrones. Oh yeah. wow! I did not realize that was who yeah. that was. Yeah, he was also one of the leads in uh, Haunting of Hill House on Netflix. Yes. Yeah. yeah it was so it was so funny because they're doing I'm like, man, this is such like an early '90s. Like, it reminded me of being at camp and hearing about like, the Grateful Dead and seeing people mm-hmm. with like bandanas <laughs> tying their hair back and stuff when I was a kid. <laughs> And um, I was like, oh, that's because that's when this is taking place. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, Jerry Garcia sure. died in 1995. Yeah, yeah. I do remember that. Um, it just made me want some Cherry Garcia. So. <laughs> um, yeah. One of the things that confused me was mm-hmm. I thought early on in the movie, Cheryl says that she's going to, that the Pacific Crest Trail goes uh, from, I think she says, Arizona up to Canada. So yeah, I, I thought, thought she was going to, yeah. yeah. And, well, it and starts looked, in Mexico, but yeah. Okay, but I thought she was hiking all the way to Canada, and then I looked. Mm-hmm. So the Bridge of the Gods is where we finished the movie, and that's not that's between Oregon and Washington. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's not. She just says how long it is, but not that she's hiking the whole thing. Whole thing. I think like she had a specific start point in Arizona and a specific end point in Oregon that she wanted mm-hmm. to hit, but the the actual trail goes further. Both ways, yeah. okay. from where she started and where she ended. Yeah, because I was very excited to introuce Megan with like a welcome to Canada type thing. <laughs> and then I realized Alas. that, that wasn't but, but Jean-Marc Vallée, the director of this movie, is or was Canadian. Mm-hmm. So that's there's some Canadian content there. Yep. Where is he from in Canada? Do you know? Uh, well, he's from Quebec. Oh, makes sense. I mean, he's from Frank yeah, yeah, yeah. But yes, he yeah. passed away at the end of 2021. Very sad. He's an excellent director. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's works. funny. Um, right around the time this came out, I believe was the same time that we got the first season of Big Little Lies, right? Yeah. Starring Reese Witherspoon and, and Laura Dern, yeah. directed by Jean-Marc Vallée. Mm-hmm. And it's really funny because they're, they play best friends on that show and they're playing mother and daughter here. And yeah, they're well, only I nine think, years apart. Yeah, yeah, but it works because it's flashback. And right. Reese Witherspoon, she does look pretty young still. She does, I yeah. Yeah. I don't know. No, you don't think so? I think it works. I think She's just so little. Maybe that's what it is. I think that's yeah, I mean, they did a good job of like giving her a different hairstyle hair. and things like that. And I, mm-hmm. I'm i glad. I, I wouldn't have wanted them to cast somebody else as no, young No, I don't her. think they could have. It's not enough of a time difference. <laughs> no. And the, I like that we get, uh, I think like part of it might be that like Reese Witherspoon is just a little bit older than Cheryl was at this time. Yeah. So like it feels she's like she's, you know, like she's in her like 30s or 40s when she made this movie, probably her 40s mm-hmm. when she made this movie. I think she was and in I, her 30s. Was she? Okay. And I, I just felt like there's like the fact that there was not much time that just like kind of aged everything up. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I was able to get past that eventually. And I did like that we get Reese Witherspoon and Laura Dern on screen together in those scenes yeah. Yeah. Um, versus getting some other actress to play teenager or something like that. That yeah, wouldn't have been as good. 
No. Uh, this was also, you know, speaking of this movie not being hit, it's kind of surprising because Dallas Buyers Club was the year before. Well, this is mm-hmm. the okay. So back to the sexism of the Oscars, right? Dallas Buyers mm-hmm. Club was nominated for Best Picture, Best Actor, Best Sporting Actor, Best Screenplay, Best Editing. I would say that movie is not as good as this one. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I really like Dallas Buyers Club, but it's not as good. Yeah. yeah. And then the other thing I would just, you know, back to this point. 127 Hours came out in 2010. Best Picture, Best Actor, Best Writing, Best Editing, Best Original Score, and Best Original Song. Mm-hmm. That is not better than this either. <laughs> Much more gruesome at the end. That's like the I, I can think about it as the end. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's... And again, I, we, it's very similar to Chris being like a character who just like makes a huge mistake. Yeah. Um, well, and that he's the ultimate, and that's why you always leave a note, guy. Mm-hmm, yeah. Right. Literally loses an arm. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> Am I the only? One? I watched that movie, and that was all I could think was, and that's why you always leave a note. And maybe, <laughs> so maybe I did not take the movie that seriously. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to talk about that. Yeah, that movie. That that I, that sticks with me. That ending. I mean, it is James Franco. So, it is. Yeah, he's he's basically playing James Franco. Um, I think The Little Lies was a little bit after this. I think The Little Lies was 2017. Was it? Okay, yeah. the first season? I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, else so. was in that is our, our good friend Adam Scott, who oh, we yeah. love. Yeah. Also in that, yeah. Plays yeah. Reese Witherspoon's husband. True, true. Um, some nice connections to... Um, and I don't think they're making a third season of Big Little Lies. I don't I, think I, so. Yeah. They weren't even supposed to make a second season, but yeah. the yeah. first one was so successful. They, I actually <laughs> like the second season. I know most people That's don't like bad. it, but I thought it was I fine. I had fun with it. Maybe yeah, I enjoyed it. watching it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and we get... Reese Witherspoon and Laura Dern, both mm-hmm. in that. Um, mm-hmm. And Alexander Skarsgård, who I just saw in Infinity Pool this weekend. So, lots of connections everywhere. Good actor too. Love Alexander Skarsgård. Yeah. He, um, for the first time in a movie that I've seen him in, he looked like his father. Like oh, I, really? I, I felt like, I was like, okay, yes. he's Because before, I, I'm like, these guys do not look related at all to me. And in Infinity Pool, I do feel like something hmm. about that, he, I could see the resemblance to his father. Like, I think that the son is far more attractive than the father. Oh, oh yeah. I, I don't yeah. think that's a hot take. <laughs> I don't think that's I don't think you have to cover your mouth when you say that. I, mean, I don't want to be uh, rude. Yeah. Though I just, well, I recently watched um, Deep Blue Sea. Uh, yeah, yeah, you yeah, seen, yeah. With, yeah. Which yeah. has Stellan's, yeah. which is like an uh, amazing movie if people haven't seen it. Just, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's a pretty, that that might be the earliest Stellan Skarsgård role I've ever seen. Because he looked pretty young in that. Yeah. Um, pretty camp. Good stuff. Oh my God, it was just incredible. So, <laughs> yeah, Thomas Jane. Favorite. I want to watch it again. Um, Deepest bluest. My hat is yeah, like a shark. That's a great thing. song. But I I had that song on lots of mixed <laughs> CDs back in the day. <laughs> and uh, there's the twist in the middle. So good. Oh, it's so good. Everything about it. I was like, what an unlikely series of events this is. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> welcome, welcome to the Deep Blue Sea podcast. <laughs> um, can we connect to Deep Blue Sea next week? Uh, Absolutely. We yeah. should try. I feel like yeah. there's a, uh, I think there's some podcasts, might have been the, the Ringers Connect podcast, where they're always like, I think they always were like, how can we connect this movie back to Michelle Rodriguez, I think was their thing. And so they would do like, <laughs> they would do like Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon for Michelle Rodriguez for every movie okay. they talked about on that podcast. That's ridiculous. Um, yes. Uh, all right. So I feel like we've talked a lot about her like present timeline journey, but I, I don't know if we got that much into the flashbacks. And mm-hmm. um, I thought that was just as compelling as everything we're seeing mm-hmm. in the trail. Um, yeah, Laura Dern is really great in this yeah, role, I really think. Is. And it's a character that could easily be very annoying, mm-hmm. I think. But like she really, she's singing. Yeah, and you're like, oh my God, tone it down, lady. And I, But mm-hmm. I do think mm-hmm. that, I think part of the reason it works is that you see the Cheryl character is kind of like, tone it down, lady. Mm-hmm. Um, because Which who hasn't had that? 
with their yes, parents, right? Well, where their parents sure. are like baking and singing. It's like, oh my God, they're so annoying. Stop they it. Shut up. Yeah. And you you have those thoughts. And then to see where the relationship between the mother and, and daughter goes, and that eventually she's going to lose her mom at a very early yeah. age. Very mm-hmm. sad. And, you know, part of her regret probably is that memory of being like, why are you, why are you having so much, you know, why are you uh, singing? Although I do can't remember if the singing was after she got sick or not. I don't think it was. I think she progressed. No, I don't think so. But I think it's like, yeah, she sort of, she looks back on it and she sees those moments where she was really quite mean to her mom. Mm -hmm. And and she regrets it because she realizes that maybe her mom was right. You can choose to put yourself in the way of beauty, which is a really, it's a good way of looking at things, you know. Like, I mean, it's very, we all know it's hard to be optimistic. <laughs> Every day there's a sunrise and a mm-hmm. sunset. That's yeah. right. You know, yeah. Yeah. Really liked yeah, her. I th- really liked her in the role. And uh, yeah, I mean, the flashbacks are, yeah, it's it's a very, it's like, like we said, it's nonlinear, it's sort of disjointed, but it does give you the full picture, I think, it gives you enough that yeah. you understand. I was going to say, I like the moments that it chooses to show. Yeah. Um, and the stories that it chooses to show about the, you know, we see the pregnancy, she doesn't know who the father is, and we don't see until later the, all of the random sex that she's having with these guys, yeah. and that's why she doesn't know, and that she's yeah. she's doing uh, heroin, and, you know, like, that. that's, like, she just doesn't know, and that she's married and we see the, I think we see early on the divorce, mm-hmm. uh, but it's an amicably, it's like a very amicable divorce. Yeah. They yeah. get the tattoos together. Yeah. Um, and he and, seems like a very nice guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's it's a very complexity to the flashbacks that you don't really get with the flashbacks in into the wild. And I think that's purposeful a little, or you could, you could justifiably say it's purpose, per, that it's, um that is purposeful. Like you could say that, you don't get a lot of complexity to the flashbacks and into the wild because Chris is as young as he is. And this is his perspective on how those events played out. Mm-hmm. But you also have someone in, you know, Cheryl who is able to look back on her life with a lot more complexity and nuance when she's having these memories than Chris is. And we get this, like people are complicated like, mm-hmm. I bet there was a lot Society. more complexity. I bet there was a lot more complexity to the relationship with Chris and his parents and his parents' relationship with each other than we got in Into the Wild. And this movie kind of made me wish we had actually gotten some of that complexity in that movie because I think that the way that it plays out in this movie with Laura Dern and the, the son and whose name I don't remember and no. and Cheryl is all really fantastic and it ends so tragically as well because I mean you have that scene when she finally convinces her brother to go see their mom who's dying in the hospital he hasn't been to see her at all oh yeah that's so true. And they yeah, it was get very there, sad they get there and they like not not only has she died but they removed her eyes which is like uh, I think they were preserving her eyes I don't think they had removed awful her it was yeah well and I I read an interview. Cheryl yeah. Strayed said that 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 scene is pretty much exactly how it happened, which it's I thought, so oh man, <laughs> like I was so. Well, you up. just never know. I mean, like the yeah. fact that in when she's saying, "You guys told me it would be a couple years, and it's been a yeah. couple weeks." Oh yeah, or right. Something. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I think that that felt really relatable. Um, yeah. You know, with, for me right now with stuff I'm going through with my family, but like that, like you just never know how yeah. quickly yeah. these things can go and when the time is up. So I like that part was. Like that, that was really hard to watch, but really like, mm. it was, yeah, 
very I don't know it resonated for me that scene. well and I, I think it's I think it works like the story as a whole works really well because like her mother you know has really just sort of rediscovered herself she's going back to school she's finally living a life beyond being a mom mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. like it's it's so sad for the for Cheryl to see her mother just get cut down at this moment and then you see you kind of see Cheryl like she doesn't want to have that happen to her, right? She doesn't want to, like, she, want, what is, why don't even they say that? She says, I've, I'm not, I think Laura Dern at one point says, I was never in the driver's seat of my own life. Mm-hmm. And so Cheryl wants that, yeah, she said, just and when says she that says that from the passenger seat of the car. Yeah, yes, literally. literally not in the driver's seat. <laughs> um, but yeah, and her, yes, and so the mother, she, her whole goal has been to, like, create a better life because there's that there's that conversation they have where um cheryl says like oh it must suck for you that i'm just so much more sophisticated than you mm-hmm. but then the mother is like well that was my goal actually right and then mm-hmm. for cheryl to com- so completely go off the rails after her mother's death she really is like betraying her mother's whole life by doing that and so yeah getting back getting back to herself and i think i don't know and you'd have to tell me if i'm wrong about this but in into the wild like his purpose is not to reflect on his life. His purpose is to loot, like get away from exactly, his life, right? It's, and her purpose is yeah. is specifically, I think, to reflect. Yeah, I think it yeah. kind of matches up a little bit better, actually. His purpose of like cutting everything off and just being like, mm. I am exiting myself from society, kind of parallels which her time with drugs and with men, where mm. she's like, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna cut off my right. relationships. I'm not gonna have these relationships with people. I'm right. gonna um you know, I'm going to like, I thought that it was really striking that it was like, these are the random ways that I'm going to connect with people, but I'm going to connect with them with like no connection whatsoever. Right. Because I'm not going to, I'm not going to open myself up to being hurt again. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, so, so that's interesting because for her then, for him, it's the going into the wild is like self-destruction and for yeah. her it's self-rebuilding. So I think exactly. it's self-destruction, yeah. but also like, I think it, there's an element of challenging yourself. And we talked a lot about this last week. Sure. Like, there yes. is the like, let me see if I can do it, right? I'm of gonna course. put myself in, th- yeah. and I think that's kind of what Cheryl ends up doing too, where she's like, yeah, the first day, it's like, oh, I have the wrong guy. Like I was ill prepared, but I wanna, I wanna do this, right? Um, there's the scene where she talks about how she wants to walk the extra miles that she that she missed, yeah, right. Yeah. And there's like that element of like, I'm gonna push through, mm-hmm. um, like you know, if you're running a marathon, you're like, I'm gonna, I have this goal I've set, and I'm mm-hmm. gonna get there. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I did just actually see something interesting in the castle cells looking at. I saw that uh, Bobby Stray Lindstrom is credited in this movie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, Bobby's her mom's name. Potential one last thing, my friend. Oh, all right. Well, I will. On, I you know what? I, for, I forgot to to do a one last thing, so that's fine. But <laughs> I have like kind of a one last thing. So, yes. <laughs> I, uh, so yeah. she, she ends up playing six-year-old Cheryl. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Which is neat. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah. Yeah. She's, uh, uh, you know, like, I mean, she didn't have a ton to do, I guess, but I, I wouldn't have guessed that she wasn't a child actor, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, she's, yeah. I thought she was decent. She's good. Um, I do really like, too, I think that that scene where we see the night that Bobby tries to leave their father and then mm-hmm. ends up coming back yeah. to this review, like, it does paint a lot of these decisions of, like, mm-hmm. why is she in high school? Well, probably because, like, he was so controlling and she had this terrible relationship, yeah. like, mm-hmm. You know, that like she or she might have gotten pregnant during high school. That actually is probably more likely what happened, if I'd guess. I don't think that I don't think she's I think they're in university, not high school. But okay. yeah. But I think but yes, I am sure that that Bobby married the father very young. Mm-hmm. And 
Yeah, I mean, well, there wasn't that, a huge, there's not a huge age difference, it seems. Yeah, exactly. And well, and that explains like the casting too. They haven't cast an old woman that she's 40, yeah. she dies at 45. Yeah. And we hear Cheryl say that she's 24. Did, did we hear yeah. her say her age? Mm-hmm. I, don't know. I don't remember. But, anyways, Cheryl is clearly at least in her 20s. Yeah, I believe she was 23, 24 when she hiked yeah. the trail, according to Wiki. So. Something like that. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. The, so she must have gotten pregnant very, very young. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, and Laura Dern's castmate on on Big Little Lies, Meryl Streep, was also up uh, for Best Supporting Actress against her that year. Wow, well, there you go. For what? Uh, into oh, the woods. Into the woods. Oh my Which, God. <laughs> if you're uh, if you are oh. eagle eyed, if you're an eagle eyed follower of our link, uh, LinkedIn of our Instagram page, we're, we're not on LinkedIn yet. Maybe next year. Uh, <laughs> of our Instagram page, you will see that last week I posted the episode and said we watched Into the Woods, and then somebody pointed out and they said Into the Woods, and I said, or nope, Into the Wild. And then there were there was another typo. And then I'd fix that typo, and then there's a third typo. And I was like, well, at least Instagram lets you edit these things. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> Give me that Twitter edit button, buddy. Right. Um, right. Should we get into feedback? Yeah, so I'm just surprised this wasn't up for Best Adapted Screenplay, as I'm looking yeah, through the Oscars. Is, yeah, that is I, I know that's. You know, I know it goes back It's to... uh, not great, I got to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand. The there's, I was reading – hang on, let me – sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try not to make noise by clicking my mouse. But <laughs> I was reading this article – where Cheryl Strayed called out the sexism and she said, okay, Slate columnist Dan Coes notes that ignoring female-driven stories is part of a trend. In the past 20 years, only 21 movies that primarily tell the stories of women have been nominated for Best Picture out of 125 movies nominated overall. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, and if you, really The thing is, I think, too, it's gotten worse. So, like, if you go back to, like, the 40s or the 30s, right, uh, something starring Betty Davis could get nominated for Best yeah. Picture, like Now Voyager or... Or, or like, All About Eve. Uh, well, All About, yes. I mean, that's yeah. stone. You can't make it All but, About Eve now. No, and or, like, Dark Victories, where mm-hmm. Betty Davis plays... I love Betty Davis. But she plays uh, a woman who is going blind, and it's mm-hmm. a total melodrama, and it was nominated for Best Picture, and that just wouldn't happen now. I mean, mm-hmm. Still Alice actually is a good comparison to that, but Still Alice was nominated for Best Picture. See, mm-hmm. and it, that's not that great of a movie, but you know, we love Julianne Moore, so that's fine. But um, yeah, well, and even this year's uh, nominees. I mean, this, there are people who paid a lot more money than me to like figure out how to fix the Academy voting, but mm-hmm. you know that we have a, a lot of female directed movies for Best Picture, but not for Best Director. How many? Yeah. How many women do you think there are in All Quiet on the Western Front? Well, I mean, uh, well, but, there's one nurse you see, and that's about it. You, you don't, don't even see a woman's yeah. face in that yeah. movie. But see, I mean, that's. I understand it's face. a war movie. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Still, that mm-hmm. movie has been made. That exact movie mm-hmm. has been made probably a thousand times and has been nominated for Best Picture 500 times. Like, obviously, I'm exaggerating. Right, right. But that All Quiet on the Western Front really annoyed me because I was just like, <laughs> I have literally seen this before and I've mm-hmm. seen it done better. And here we are at Oscar time again. And guess what? I'm having to watch this freaking war movie. that I, just, yeah. I don't know why. Why do I do this to myself? I should just stop watching the Oscar nominees. I don't know. I don't know. I sometimes well, like when I watched Blonde, I was like, dear God, why is this happening? Well, that's just well, that wasn't nominated. It never should have been it's nominated, nominated for, for Best Actress. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's why I watched it. Oh. I wouldn't have watched it otherwise. I guess that that kind of I did not realize that she was nominated for Best Actress. Yeah, a lot of screaming. Um, 
All right. Well, I don't know how to fix the academy. I feel um, that there's apparently no way to do it. I've, I'm at peace with a couple things. One is that the Oscars for me are just like a talking point, and it's like, okay, here's a yeah. way to set some watch list movies for mm-hmm. the first couple months of the year, and be like, well, I'm going to watch these couple movies, and whatever wins and is nominated like does not mean it needs to match up with my top ten, well, and no, it's probably not. not going to yep. be close to my top ten, and there's no. probably mm-hmm. going to be a couple movies in my top ten, and yeah. that's okay. Um, also, the thing I've come to the, the the thing that I've come to peace with. I was talking Brett about this earlier. Is mm-hmm. that like I'm coming to accept the fact that sometimes people are not going to like the same things I like, and sometimes I'm not going to like the same things other people like, and it doesn't like there's nothing I can do about it, and I just exactly. have to let go. Of, it, it, that's yeah. fine. Everybody has their own go. taste. I have no problem with yeah. that. Yeah, and it's it, yeah, I mean, it, it is very very rare that the best movie of the year wins Best Picture. That almost That's never happened. That's the other thing. Uh, Parasite it almost never happened. happened. That, my number one that year was almost Parasite. Never Parasite. Parasite. It, well, see, I but probably, it's also I still think I would have voted for The Irishman. But. And it's also still subjective because, right. like, yeah. it might, the Parasite is an awesome movie, but it may it not have awesome been movie. somebody's favorite movie of the year. You mm-hmm. know? It's... Yeah. But and it, well, you know, and it's all very political too. Yeah, like, it's all it's, subjective, and there's a difference. Well, that's, that's the thing is, it's, it's so much of it is what studios push for these yeah. Oscar campaigns yeah. too, yep. and that's partially because they know what gets nominated and what doesn't, so yeah. they're not going to. Yeah. I mean, look at the lady who got nominated for two Leslie yes. in a movie no one has seen. <laughs> I had never even heard of that when they announced. <laughs> I was like, "What the hell is two Leslie?" Oh, there's I, a whole. If you Google it, that's the story. I know there's. Of, it's a controversy. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Read about two years it. ago, it was the wife getting nominated a movie nobody had seen. Like it was like, yeah. oh, yeah. Well, but yeah. at least that's Glenn Close, you know, like so, that's yeah. uh, that's a person who you'd expect to be nominated. Right, right, right. Yes, um, Glenn Close is a person. <laughs> she is a person. She is a person. Uh, multiple Oscar nominee, never winner. Also true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jonathan um, Price. All right. Well, let's, uh, we're, we're totally off the rails here, but yes, <laughs> right. everybody is, is allowed there. I feel like we should just get into ra- to ratings because we're talking about people let's liking do things that we yes, don't like. I would like to hear uh, people's I opinions. Good, I think that's a good transition. Um, and so, Megan, why don't you go first? Because you're our guest. Oh, you want my feedback? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, are we having <laughs> listener feedback? No. Well, I think that we're just talking about people liking things that people <laughs> like and people don't like. I feel like we should just jump to our scores. Oh, isn't there any listener feedback? Don't you usually do that first? Yeah, yeah. We're changing it. We don't have to change it up. We, or we don't have to stay. We can change he it up. He would rather okay. hear the voice of a woman than any of no, our feedback. Well, that, but also, we're talking. I feel like it's a natural transition point to be like, we're talking about what we like compared to what other people like, and why don't we just stay with that and talk about if we like this movie or not? Okay, well, I mean, I do really like this movie. Mm-hmm. I uh, I saw it when it came out, and then mm-hmm. I watched it again when Jean-Marc Ballet died, and I really, I just find it very, like, it's one of these movies that you can just sit back and kind of let it wash over you, you know? And I just, I find, I really like the internal monologue. I like the scenery. I like, I like Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, I mean, I gave it five stars. I don't know if it's a perfect movie, really, but I just really enjoy it. So mm-hmm. that's my opinion. It's yes. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go next because I'm going to kind of build off of what you said. Uh, it's not mm-hmm. a five-star movie for me, but I did actually really enjoy it as well. I really liked the way, like you said, it washes over you. I took very few notes. I just kind of yeah, took a couple. Same. I just jotted down mm-hmm. a couple things I want to talk about, but it was just sort of like I was just enjoying watching it. And like mm-hmm. uh, the scenery was really good. I love the, I love the way it opens with her accidentally knocking one of her boots off of the yep. cliff. Yeah. And then just like her freak out and you see that anger and that yes. kind of ties to like the troubles that we see. Like it just sets up the movie really well. I think the flashbacks that it shows like an episode of Lost where it picks like the right flashbacks. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought Reese Witherspoon was great. You know, yeah. like I, I don't have her performances ranked um, off the top of my head, but I mean, I think this was as good as June Carter. Um, and 
like I thought, yeah, obviously she's nominated for this, but I think she's really captivating and kind of like almost like a castaway type role where she's just it's her on screen a lot. Yeah. Um, which is a lot of different dimensions. Uh, I thought Laura Dern was fine. I don't know if I would have nominated Laura Dern. Like she was good, but I don't I didn't think she like, stood out in any way to me in this role. How um, dare you? Sorry. <laughs> uh, but all that said, uh, I thought it was a good mix of tension and comedy. There's some funny scenes. There's some really stressful scenes. Some insightfulness, resonance. So uh, I'll give it a four. Nice. The exact same score you gave into the wild last week. Okay. Um, and that, do you, I think that that is actually a good segue into my score, which I'm going to lead off with. Um, I think we talked a lot about the parallels and compare and contrast of this movie and Into the Wild last week. Into the Wild is a very personal movie for me, which is why I rated it five stars last week. But I don't think it's a perfect movie. And I don't think this is a perfect movie either. But I really, really appreciate what this movie was doing. And I think it's just as good as Into the Wild, even if it didn't strike me in the same personal way that it did. Um, I think that I need to amend my Into the Wild score and give it the exact same score I'm going to give this movie, which is I'm going to adjust Into the Wild to four and a half, and I'm also going to give this movie a four and a half. Oh, wow. Interesting. So malleable. Yeah. Um, I think if I had to do like one is four and one is 4.01, I think I would probably do this like a touch better than Into the Wild, um, just because I thought the backstory was more resonant. Um, mm-hmm. Even though like we talked a lot about last week with Into the Wild coming out at like the time that it did, it it hit me in that like graduate. But yeah. I think this, the family stuff, it, it just ties together nicely. I also like, there's the scene where there's the bratty kid turning off music early in this movie. And that like ties to like the whole parent-child relationship stuff that, you don't realize is going to be a theme in this movie until later mm-hmm. on. So, have you have you guys ever done a trip like this? No, not but camping. I've always wanted to. I mean, not since I was camping with Boy Scouts as a kid, but not in like on my own, you know, yeah. going through the woods. For oh, I did. I did hike in Peru, you know. um, oh. but it was like a tour group. Like it was it was right, four days hiking, like but it was with yeah. a, it was with a group, so I didn't have to carry my bag. I love I love the backpack. The backpack is my, yeah. The backpack falls over. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that that was really good. I think the music I liked better in Into the Wild, although the Simon and Garfunkel song that we used as the intro and outro, at mm-hmm. least for now, um, because sometimes Anchor comes at you for your music that you use in podcasts. Uh, yeah, gotta be careful on that. Yes, um, but I did like that Simon and Garfunkel. We song. also uh, we also got Homeward Bound on the soundtrack, which was nice to hear with the uh, such a such a resonant song in another TV show that I know we both love. Uh, in uh, the leftovers, another, another I, damage. I also like the leftovers. I couldn't remember the, seen the leftovers. So I have, I, yeah. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm probably have never talked about it, but yes, I have. But also the uh, the Portishead song, um, yeah. I thought was well used. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just thought there could have been more soundtrack when she's walking that was missing, like in the in the front half of the film. I thought there was a soundtrack. I feel like I noticed there not being music, and I was like, oh, it's yeah, nice. you can hear the nature sounds. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, the the creepy crawlies. I, I love that we get the the snake is scary, and then then she freaks out. She thinks there's a snake in her sleeping bag the first oh, yeah. night. Yeah, <laughs> that's weird caterpillars. Yeah, and it was just like that weird, like yeah, the creepy crawly thing. But then in the last scene, she's covered in them, and she's like, oh yeah, totally at peace with. Like she's yeah, like she's it's just the growth there. that she's had over 94 days of being on this trail. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Well, we changed things up, so now we will go to the listener reviews. Um, Great. 
missing one from the from the mailbag. We got the vocal mailbag from her this week. I could have uh, sent in a review, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, we we kicked things off with Olin, and uh, Olin says the first twenty minutes or so, I felt like should I not just be watching a documentary or reading the book? Well, you could read the book, Olin. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, didn't feel the narrative film was offering much, but it gradually drew me in and intertwined Cheryl's personal backstory with her motivation to complete the trek. Also, from my male viewpoint, it did allow me to empathize with Cheryl and her needs to be constantly wary of men as an isolated woman. Even if a man ends up being decent, it shows how she always has to be on guard. Three out of five. She's very, she's really, it was very brave of her to do this. Like, mm-hmm. it's, uh, Yeah. Do you think it was brave or do you think it's something, I mean, I guess it's probably always in the back of your head as a woman being like, oh, I'm going to do something, uh, you know, like this. But do you think this is another one of those things that she didn't think about and then she got on the trail and was like, oh, I have the wrong gas or, oh, there's creepy men yeah, we're going to hit up. It could be she didn't think about it. It's true because you kind of don't, like, I don't know. You sort of, until it happens, you're not, I don't know. At least I don't, I'm not thinking about it all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I think it's, for me, though, the idea of camping alone outside at night is creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In general. Yeah. Just in <laughs> general. Sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because there's so many there's so many risks. And there's the was it Frank, the farmer who says, like, how did like can't believe your husband lets you do this or whatever? Yeah. 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 Um, and then, yeah, his that, wife was, is that like, was a funny scene. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Jim says uh, Wild was fine. Reese Witherspoon was fine in it. But she has trouble carrying the movie almost solo. While the door has been closed on Private Benjamin, there are so many echoes here. Wild is a more serious and modern film, but a lot of the themes are shared between the two. The conflict of Wild didn't connect as well for me as Into the Wild, but it is an interesting angle on a similar story. Still give it a four out of five with Jim, and he says his hero of the movie is Laura Dern. Nice. Okay, well, I'm glad Jim liked it. And his movie map is Private Benjamin. I hadn't thought yeah, about that. I, I never thought about that. I hadn't honestly. thought about it either. Yeah. No. I was really trying to do something is, that that's is his private movie private, atlas, I guess not as predominantly done by men. Yeah. yeah. Well, in that Private Benjamin opens with a wedding, and the, yeah. the wedding, you know, the, the marriage doesn't stick, and right. that's kind of what drives her. Oh, yeah. Right. What? Oh, yeah. It does, it, he dies, right? Does your husband her. die? No, I think she I feel like he dies. What happens? I should know this, but it was two years ago that we watched Private <laughs> yeah. Benjamin. Two years ago, so it's the movie Atlas. Yeah, it Private is the movie Benjamin. Atlas. Um, let's see, does he die or does he? I think I, I like that Jim said Reese Witherspoon. I mean, I don't agree with him, but I like to say he said she had trouble carrying the movie, and he didn't say like the backpack. The backpack, yes. Yeah. That's, that's what we were all thinking. Yes. Yeah, uh, exactly. Oh yeah, you like that? Uh, yes, he died on, her, on their wedding night during sex. Yeah, oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, the hard. Now, yeah, now yeah. I remember. We've watched 161 movies. I know. <laughs> Um, all right. And our last bit of feedback uh, from another man. <laughs> we get Alex <laughs> and says, I had never heard of this movie before last week, but I'm glad it was suggested. It hit pretty much all the right notes for this kind of movie. Reese Witherspoon and especially Laura Dern were both excellent. And I felt the soundtrack worked great as well. Hearing Saruman Garfunkel's Homeward Bound mm-hmm. and uh, El Candor Pasa made me realize I inadvertently had my own mini movie ladder this weekend when I also watched The Graduate for the first time. Oh, um, stepping all over my movie map, maybe, Alex. Maybe. And he gives it four out of five. Yeah. Well, so it's really interesting that Jim and Alex both gave it a four, but Jim's was leaning a little more towards the negative, mm-hmm. but still gave it a four. And Alex, like, was a little more towards the 
the positive. So it's just like interesting to see how people can have like very different takeaways for their feedback, yeah. but still give it the same rating. That's why I don't like rating things to start yeah, rating. Exactly. I like giving it a thumbs up or a thumbs yep. down. And most things I give a thumbs up because I only watch things that I think I'm going to like. All right. We'll Usually. scrap the whole podcast. We're done here. All right. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, we already have our scores. So we have yes, uh, a uh, five for Megan, a four and a half from Brennan, and a four for me. So. And it's an average of 3.66 from the listeners. And that brings us to a total average of a 4.29, uh, which just is just 4. enough. Yeah. What's that? I said just into that 4.5 range with the yep. 4.2. Just into the 4.5 range overall. So there we go. Sweet. Cool. Boom. All right. Well, we did our ratings. We didn't do our hero of the movie. Megan, who's your hero of the movie? Well, I think I have to go with Re- with Reese Witherspoon. Yes. I do think she does a good job of carrying the movie. Um, and the backpack. And the backpack. <laughs> that was a big backpack. It was a very big backpack. It was bigger than she was. I, I love the like wow. physical effects of it, right? That when yeah. she when yeah, she has the bruises with the um the the grateful dead guy that he yeah. sees it and i think he probably thinks that she's been hurt right like that somebody's hurt her but it's no these are just like it's just chafing and welts from yeah. the backpack yeah i mean i've definitely had like red marks on my shoulders oh, from yeah. the backpack oh yeah or not not bruises like that so you get it from but, a yeah. kid yeah as mm-hmm. a kid well yeah. you're not yeah you're not carrying 60 pounds for 60 days or whatever i do carry my i carry my groceries sometimes but yeah. that's about it yeah i really love uh i really love the very first scene where she's trying to get on the backpack yeah in the hotel room and it's she's just like falling everywhere and yeah yeah it's very good um i'm gonna give it to the real cheryl Strayed. Ah, um, that's where i was gonna go to uh yeah i mean the movie wouldn't exist without her uh she mm-hmm. wrote the book um yeah there you go she actually did this so she there did. you go good for she her yeah. all right well uh this I... is in the good for her cinematic universe good for her exactly good for her that's a thing it's a thing on letterbox There's i think i did see that yeah all right well since brennan took mine i will give it to the pacific crest trail because nice. it uh, opens your Beautiful. eyes to the world do you know what i think this movie too is a really good tribute to the importance of like publicly owned and maintained spaces like this yeah mm-hmm. for sure because it's really good for people to be able to get out there and like they have okay obviously that one water tank wasn't very helpful but like right. they have you know these the the places along where you can stop and I, I think it's really it's really great that we have this kind of stuff mm-hmm. yeah I, I think i've seen those boxes before and i never realized that there was like a logbook that are in those boxes yeah. and you can sign in that you're on the trail it's, it's like a good way to stay safe when you're on the trail mm-hmm. people know they're looking for you they can yeah. check those those and see when they when you stop showing up yeah yeah all right well we talked a lot a lot of connections throughout um the i had just a couple other connections um there is the uh, I did write down. There's the there, they talk about the nickname. The kids I think talk to her about what's your trail nickname. I wrote down mm-hmm. train nickname. That's a that's a typo. Uh, I was like, what is tra- train nickname? The oh, yeah, trail yeah. nickname, which I was thinking about Alexander Super Super Tramp. Super Tramp, yeah. Um, we do get the music stop. So in in both we get like the they stop along the way and there's like a there's some sort of concert. Um, the Kristen yeah. Stewart concert. And the hippies, yeah, with the hippies and the yeah. Uh, yep. Um, just like the kindness of strangers that mm. we're getting. In both, like both For of sure. them relied on the kindness of strangers and like their, you know, people wanting to help them. Because, uh, you know, even though Chris was a man, like people, he just had this like infectious energy that people wanted to give him things and help him along the way. Um, both based on a book, both take place in the mid 90s. Yep. Uh, photo showing photos of the real people at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. And um, I just wrote down both that. Both had, people, uh, go ahead. Well, I just have one more. That, well, 
two more. One is Words on the Screen, which also ties yep. to Walter Mitty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then the last one, and then sorry, I know I've run through all mine. I just have a long list. Is yeah. uh, Laura Dern and Catherine Keener. Like, they have very similar mannerisms and similar voices yeah. to me. So mm-hmm. there were times that Laura Dern was talking, and she sounded like Catherine Keener to me. Hmm. And they both um they both have people that were real people in this in our main characters' lives playing themselves or a version of someone that oh, they right. met along yeah. the way. So like we had the guy that drops Chris off and gives him the boots is the guy that actually did that back in nineteen ninety two on you know in, in Into the Wild. No, so, it was an actor. Huh? That wasn't him. No, no, it was not. It was him. No, that was an actor who played him. It was not an actor. I have no opinion. The hell Hol- it, it was Hal Holbrick. No, the guy that gives no, him no, the no. boots at the very no, even start I know of the movie. that. <laughs> oh. The guy oh. that gives him the boots at the very start of the movie, who's in the oh. pickup truck with the mustache. And the, okay. Yeah. It's that, the guy I that really I, dropped I was him off. About the, I'm not the, talking about the Hal Holbrook character. Hal Holbrook is the one, the one thing I remember liking yeah. about Into the Wild. He was great. He's very good. Yeah, yeah he's very good. But anyway, yes. So we have like real, real people that they meet along the way that are that play themselves or other. Well, and Chris's sister um, right. has a has that narration role in Into the Wild. Yep. There you and go. Um, we get Cheryl's daughter is in this movie. Yep. So. Megan, did you have any other connections to last week? No, because I didn't watch the movie. Yeah, but you've watched. I it mean, divorce. Times. Divorce is a yeah. major is a major theme in both. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, um, oh, well, I did write down yeah. that she says at the end or somewhere in the movie, she says, I found my own way out of the woods. Mm-hmm. And he's, well, I guess it's into the wa- into the wild. But, you know, out and in. There's also into the whatever. woods. Yeah. Into um, the woods yeah. is a whole different movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. All yeah, right. There's the whole quote, like, that they come into realizing about happiness. Mm-hmm. And one of them gets to, like, move forward with that realization and one of them doesn't. Nice. Yeah. You know, and that's the whole, yeah. Cool. Um, all right, what about title connection? I have two potentials written down. Anybody have a title uh, connection? Into the Pacific Coast Trail, since they both take place on the Pacific Coast Trail. I don't Or no, Crest Trail, I keep saying Coast Trail. Yeah, and Crest I don't trail. know if for sure he was on the Crest Trail. They talk about it, but sure. Okay. Yeah. All right, uh, maybe, I don't know. Uh, so I have Whoa, That's Wild, which is a nice call <laughs> to uh, Julie Chen Moonves. Um, <laughs> And uh, her her quote from like, uh, I think the very first episode of Big Brother. She says, "Well, that's wild." <laughs> um, and I also like, just have so- something wild as my other one. Or uh, living and dying in the wild. Into the Witherspoon. <laughs> no, she wasn't in both movies. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, f- I feel like well, that's why I got the best reaction. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> I mean, they are both wild stories, right? Sure. Um, wild stories. Very, very wild. wild stories. Yeah. Yeah. Call of the it, Wild, but that we didn't watch Call of the Wild. No, Maybe that's next week. Maybe funny. next week. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, what about connections to other movies from this year? So, oh, so from far, this year. You know yeah. what? I forgot to prepare for this. Yeah. Top Gun Maverick, Pollock, Secret Life of Walter Mitty, Into uh, the Wild, and Wild are our first. We have oh, Walter Mitty. to the death of the parrot in uh in Top Gun Maverick when Goose dies. And True. we have flashbacks to the death of the parrot in this. Um, what else? Yeah, there's the parental relationships. Well, Megan has, yeah, Megan, what was the one to see left Walter Mitty? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, for, first of all, I do think that they're, you know, kind of similar, a person who goes on an adventure. But mm-hmm. uh, also, yeah, on the Blu-ray, there's one of those ads for Blu-ray. Buy all your favorite <laughs> movies on high def. And it starts with clips from The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Yep. I was like, oh, my God. 
Incredible. At, at yeah. Same studio, I guess. So that's a connection. What there is you it? Go. I don't remember what studio. Um, I yeah. hope they don't really think we pay attention to that because I don't. No. I think it was just as ad for Blu-ray. Because it's the TSG one, right? It's the TSG one with the guy with the bow and arrow and the no axes. Wasn't I think it was. I don't, Fox. I don't know. Oh, um, right. Focus. Okay. Yeah. Fox, not Focus. Um, the only one I remember is like Columbia Sony because I remember Spider-Man is right. Sony. That's the only, literally, like the only. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is Fox Searchlight, so that would make sense. That it was Fox. So, um, yep that that was the one. I Megan, you told me about that, and then I watched it, and I was like, "Oh, it's Walter Mitty. Why does this seem so familiar?" Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah, third movie we've done about a true life person. So we had Pollock yep. as well. Oh right. Real person, and he went. He went also went into the wild to yeah. work on his art, a different kind of wild, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a nice stretch of five movies just to kick off the year. Mm-hmm. Um, all connected in some way. Uh, all right, movie map. So now Private Benjamin, because that's the movie Atlas. Yeah. Well, I thought of It's a Wonderful Life. Because he also, you know, his is it his father dies and he gets sort of stuck. Uh, his life is derailed by the death of his parent, right? Mm-hmm. And then you see all the flashbacks. And then, yeah, I don't know. I thought, but I also thought of Brooklyn and Muriel's wedding. Mm-hmm. Just because a young woman on yeah. a voyage of discovery. I, I thought about worst person in the world, actually, from that vantage point as well, with, you know, her going on, like, the the journey of trying to figure out what her life is going to be. And then also, like, the big sick with everything, with the hospital and her mom. Oh, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely thought about Brooklyn. And it's, you know, that was yeah. the one that Megan suggested it. But uh, I'm going to stick with last week's and I'm going to go with The Graduate again. Just somebody who, on a journey of self-discovery. Simon and Garfunkel. Through, through love. Yeah, and, yes, Simon and Garfunkel, yep. too. So. Um, one other connection I just remembered that I had written down with Into the Wild is they both howl at nature. Mm. Um, Chris oh, yeah, and, she does. Yeah. Yeah. They both howl at nature. So there you go. I like when she's like cursing out her boot when she throws yeah. it. Yeah. Yes. I, I mean, I don't know about you, but I totally swear at inanimate objects when I'm angry. Absolutely. <laughs> well, and then you, you like, it's one of those two. That scene was so good of like the like, oops, I did something and I just yeah. like really screwed myself. Yes. Almost like. Oops, I crossed this water into Alaska and now Oops. it's and he even talk they even talk about like the river is getting higher from uh whatever mountains in the Sierras, I think. Yeah. Because of the record snowfall, which is the same problem, you know, essentially that happens to, to Chris that yeah. the the water rises too much and he can't get to right. it. Yep. So um yes, I do I do like that. Uh, all right. Um uh, one last thing. Anybody have one left? Well, okay. The I don't know if you watched all the way through the end credits, but there's it's a cover of Walk Unafraid by R.E.M. that plays at the very end by I think it's uh, First Aid Kid is the name I of the band. So it's that, a, a woman, woman two. I think they're they might be sisters. Uh, cover, and I really like that song. That's one of my favorite R.E.M. songs, and I really like that cover. And I I remember at one point seeing a video of Peter Buck talking with uh, one of the people from First Aid Kid about that cover i think so yeah i did like the end credits that it took a little while like the end credits start playing and then the pictures show up like if you just were watching the end credits you would think that they just it was just regular standard black uh with white font on it but then all of a sudden like about 20 seconds in the pictures of the actual people show up and i feel like if you were watching this on a streaming service it would probably go to a little it. box and they'd try to get you to watch the next thing. So, Brendan, you were streaming it. Did it just try to get you to watch the next thing or did you actually it did, get to see the credits? It did and I went to the credits. It did and I went yeah. to the credits. Oh, nice. It was like, stop it. it. Yes. Yeah. Um, 
All right. Brenda, did you have one last thing or did I? Uh, I did. So uh, Cheryl Strayed actually wrote another book before this one, and it's called uh, Torch. And it is a um, it's a book about actually her loosely based on her upbringing with her mom and having an abusive father and the struggles <laughs> of her childhood and the trauma that she went through. So it's it's a fictionalized version of her childhood. Um, but yeah, it uh, came out in 2006, 336 pages. Uh, highly regarded from what I'm seeing with the reviews. Um, yeah, so it's called Torch. And if people read Wild and they're looking for more Cheryl Strayed, she actually has another book you can read. There you go. Maybe I'll try and read Wild. I wouldn't mind reading it. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, mine. Uh, so I had something else, but then I realized I forgot to do the box office chart. Oh, yeah, we did. So uh, my well, one last thing will be the box office chart, because that's my fault for getting for forgetting that. So uh, the box, it did come out in early December 2014, but it was only on like five screens. Right. So I scrolled to when it was more wide release. So this was the week uh, as was Christmas, the week of the 19th to the 25th. Um, and it was on like 1300 screens, which is up almost 1200 from the from the week before so mm-hmm. I think that's that's the good week to look at and it came in at number nine in the box office nice um and other movies uh coming up again into the woods was number six that <laughs> week. damn um, it yeah boy i have like vivid memories of seeing all these movies that year i cannot my story yeah. my story about i went to see wild in the theater and it was like there it was confusing because there were two theaters that the doors were right next to each other Mm-hmm. And one of them was showing whatever Harry Potter movie was out, which I'm sure you probably have it on your list there. Uh, there was not a Harry Potter movie there out. There wasn't a Harry movie. Potter movie? No, there was a Hunger Games movie out. Maybe that's what you're thinking. Because this is 2014. Uh, Harry Potter's were done. Um, oh. Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1 was out, but also The Hobbit, The Battle of the Five Armies was out. It was probably like, The Hobbit that you're thinking That was the number one movie. No, I'm trying to, well, Hobbit. maybe there was a screening of Harry Potter or something, because I remember I was sitting in the theater waiting for Wild to start, and a dad with two little girls came in, and I thought, I wonder if they intended to go in next door where maybe it was Hunger Games. I don't know. But I thought, oh, this doesn't seem like a two little girls type of movie. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as there's like the flash of like the nudity at the very beginning of the movie, they got up and left. And I was like, okay, well, maybe I should have said something. (laughs) But yeah. Uh, Night of the Museum, Secret of the Tomb, which might be the second Night of the Museum. Uh, maybe that was that was the number two movie that week. So maybe that was what they meant to see. Annie was also there was a lot of music came out because it was Christmas. Maybe it was Annie. Annie was that week, had just come out, Unbroken had just come out that week, which I think is Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, that's the one where he's a boxer? Or... No, you're thinking it's Southpaw. Oh, yeah, um, you're right. Uh, <laughs> Hunger Games Rocky J Part 1 was number five, Into the Woods was hmm. number six, um, and then, you know, some other ones, then Wild was number nine. Uh, other notable, Interstellar was in its eighth week at the box office, and Imitation Game that we talked about earlier was in the box office. Uh, nice. That was number 15. And Theory of Everything. All these movies that were up for Oscars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, oh, this was the weekend the interview came out as well. Remember that whole interview. controversy oh, yeah. with the interview? <laughs> oh. The Kim Jong-il movie. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, what's-his-face. Yeah. Um, James Franco. James Franco. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, tons of movies. Oh, wow. So many movies came out this week. And uh, American Sniper was that week. Selma. But these are, I think these are pretty limited. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of Christmas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, American Sniper. Should should American Sniper have been nominated for Best Picture over Wild? I don't think so. Uh, I went nominated to that, for anything? 
I went to that wow. with Brendan and my uh, old roommate. I did and, not go see American Sniper. Yes, and he was kind of a weird guy. And at the end of the movie, he goes, I am not ashamed to say I cried during that. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. Okay, buddy. Good for you. Uh, all right. Well, I'm not ashamed to say that I'm hopefully not going to cry at whatever movie we're picking next week. Because yeah, time to pick our movie. Well, wait, what if you pick a sad movie? Well, then I will be ashamed or not unashamed. <laughs> uh, we'll find out. We're going to see what we're going to pick for next week. Okay. You have to be sad to write a sad song. All right. So once we do pick our movie for next week, make sure you send your feedback into us at Ladder Movie on Twitter. You can also send it on Instagram and comment on the post. MovieLadderGmail.com is the other way that you can send us feedback. And of course, follow us on Letterboxd so you can see all of the movies that we have on our watch list, which are movies that have been suggested over the lifetime of this podcast. And uh, we have feedback or we have suggestions in from a couple people. So we start off with Olin. And his first one is Treasure of the Sierra Madre. People enter the wilderness. They're like Cheryl. They are in a position where they have to keep second guessing other people's motives for their own pres- uh, preservation. Uh, discover things within themselves and realize the true value of water. Yeah. The value mm. of water. Good choice. So um, we have from oh, and also we have Rocky. 1976. Adrian needs to move on and escape from the current rut she is in. Uh, but an infamous infamous scene has to be wary of intentions and advances of a man, like Cheryl often has to be. Mm-hmm. And finally, another one I was considering I didn't put is uh, Reese Witherspoon plays a young girl who's preyed upon and had a close relationship with her mother in Election from 1999. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, she preyed upon? I mean, the, well, okay, yeah. maybe I need yes. to rewatch. Maybe I need to rewatch Election. Uh-huh. Uh, she is. She totally is, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's in right. The second yeah, half she's totally, yeah, Honestly. you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next up, we have Alex, who has, who has uh, for more Reese Witherspoon in a school setting, Election. So yep. there, you there you go. Another movie with Laura Dern playing a mother, Little Women. Yep. Which I believe was the last movie I saw in theaters before COVID. Uh, it was either that or um, Invisible Man. I never can remember which one it was. I think it was uh-huh. Invisible Man, because I remember you telling, yeah. Yeah. The last movie I saw before COVID was actually Portrait of a Lady on Fire, tying back to Petite Maman there. Mm. It's a Celine Same director. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, for another movie with the main character on a life-changing journey who is at times joined by a fox, The Green Knight. I love that suggestion. Mm. Uh, that's, the Green Knight is one that would be very interesting to rewatch. because It's I, a personal journey, too, like into yeah. the woods, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, he does go into the woods. Mm. All right, and then Jim has his ladder rung. How about we keep walking in search of enlightenment month going with Emilio Estevez in 2010's film The Way. The Way has Martin Sheen playing a father following the Camino de Santiago pilgrimage route in the Pyrenees, which groups nicely with the son heading off into the wild and the daughter going wild. Hmm. There we go. Nice. And then uh, there is one I saw in Letterboxd that I thought was funny. Josh Larson. He described this movie from one of the hosts of the Film Spotting podcast. Uh, he said, in some ways, Wild is an intriguing 2014 counterpart to Nymphomaniac. So, Lars von okay. Trier's Nymphomaniac. I've never seen Nymphomaniac, but I, I know what it's did, about. Yeah, I, I'm good. Um, are you are you including that in the listener suggestions? I, I don't know. I don't think we are. No, I don't think we are. But it's a funny it's a funny joke from Josh Larson. <laughs> All right. Um, have you seen Nymphomaniac, Megan? No. I don't There's a part one so. and a part two. Yeah, it's actually got like a pretty stacked cast. That was uh, I looked at I looked it up to see. I was like, what is the connection between these two besides like somebody having sex with a lot of people? So 
All right. Anyway, well, um, what did you give us? That's all we got from that's all we got from listeners slash non-listener <laughs> suggestions. Uh, post suggestion time. Am I going yeah. first? You go first. Yes, please. Yes. Okay. So I have for Maurice Witherspoon taking a new path in life. Legally Blonde, of course. Nice. Ah, I'm surprised Owen didn't suggest that. I yeah, that. I am too, actually. He loves Legally Blonde. Or I think he does. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, I remember he, he said it on the podcast, and I was like, if you like Legally Blonde, you should definitely watch Legally Blonde too. And then he was like, you know what? Legally Blonde too is great. Because mm-hmm. Olin and I both have rescue dogs. And there's a whole storyline in Legally Blonde too about rescue dogs. Anyway, okay. So Legally Blonde. And I have for more Jean-Marc Vallée. Another movie about a young woman who's trying to find the right path in life, The Young Victoria. Really love that movie. Um, Then I had four. Another movie where we hear the soundtrack playing in the character's head, Swiss Army Man. Mm -hmm. Which is, uh, you know, ties in with the Oscars again with um, Everything Everywhere All at Once being nominated. Oh, yeah, and the the Daniels. Yeah. Yeah. And then I have Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore. I think I'm contractually obligated to suggest a Scorsese movie. Um, but this actually is a very good connection because it's about a woman who goes on a trip to find a new life. She's getting away from her old life. She's also, she's a waitress. And Diane Ladd, who's Laura Dern's mother, mm. it was nominated for Best Supporting Actress for this movie. Oh, there and go. there's a cameo by little kid Laura Dern. Nice. And then my fifth suggestion, my final suggestion is Gone Girl. Which maybe just because I'm watching Mindhunter, I'm in the Fincher headspace, but it is also about a woman who goes on a vacation from her life. And Reese Witherspoon actually produced Gone Girl. And as we already talked about, it came out the same year and Rosamund Pike was nominated for Best Actress. So nice. Nice. Yeah. And I also love Gone. And it's based on a book written by a woman. That's also very true. Yeah. Uh, Who wrote what? Sharp Objects, which was John Marley. Yeah. And the, yeah, that's right. And John Mockwell, they um, yep. directed Sharp Objects. So there you go. Yep. Yes, there you go. Boom. Nice. Lots Good of connections. connections there. All right. Like kind of girl. Uh, my suggestions. Oh, what do I, I have so many written down. It's hard to pick. So the first thing I do is Come On, Come On. Um, it's a movie that's around my watch list. It's about a journey um, of some sort. Uh, Gabby Hoffman is in it, and she plays okay. Cheryl's uh, good friend, uh, Amy, that we see earlier in the movie. Mm-hmm. So. Come on, come on. That's my first one. My next one is, do, 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 I will go with Never Rarely, Sometimes Always. Ooh. It is about a woman who goes on a uh, road trip journey to get, uh, I think it's to get an abortion, but maybe it's to get the after, morning after pill. I'm not sure. Something it's for like pregnancy, an unplanned pregnancy. Yeah. Um, coming of age, probably coming of age story. Um, all right, next one. I will go um, again with Lost City of Z. Somebody going into the wilderness to connect with a parent. Uh, Blind spot for me. So not seen that one yet. Uh, Next one I will do is Leave No Trace. Um, Daughter and her parent in the woods. And um, Brennan, did you ever see Leave No Trace? No, I did not. Deborah Granick's movie? And then the last one I will do is Craigslist Joe. Um, So this actually is a documentary and it is about a guy who is surviving off the kindness of people on Craigslist. And he's like going around in couch. I don't know. It, it's a guy living off Craigslist. Does he know Craigslist, Carl? That's what I was wondering. Uh, no, I don't, I don't know. Or the Craigslist killer. Wasn't there a Craigslist killer? Yep. Probably multiple. Probably. Yeah. All, All right. right. Uh, I a bunch of honorable s- mentions. Okay. So. Yeah, I have a couple, well, but I, we'll get to that. 
yeah, we'll get to that. Um, I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna start with a couple of documentaries. Uh, the first one from 2010, uh, 180 degrees south, and then uh, How to Die in Oregon from 2011. These just both documentaries about people out in the wilderness. Yes, uh, wilderness documentaries. Um, and then for Laura Dern, uh, Jurassic Park feels like a really good connection. Uh, you know, Laura Dern isn't the one fighting nature in this one, but you know. She's uh, never a bad time to watch Jurassic Park. Well, I mean, I think, and then we could do Deep Blue Sea the week after. Maybe. <gasps> yeah, there and you go. The, the Jurassic Park under the water. I would love yeah. to watch and, Deep Blue uh, <laughs> Much, much like uh, last week, I was also thinking a lot about the relationship between parents and children and use of flashback and um, unconventional narrative. Uh, Tree of Life, I wanted to throw on there. Which one? Uh, Tree of Life. Tree, oh yeah oh my yeah. god i love tree of life oh my god um so and then for my fifth one i will do a movie from 2015 called a walk in the woods which i don't know anything about but what a perfect title yeah so there you go uh, into the wild wild a walk in the woods isn't yeah. there the walk to remember we could do the week after we oh, no. that's the nicholas sparks one yeah that's uh keanu reeves i think yeah i think so no that's a walk in the clouds oh that oh was yeah you're right, you're right you're right walk to remember is shane west i think uh, yeah. I and mandy moore that sounds right maybe yeah <laughs> we can just do all these titles that are all the same we have our whole first first half of the year plotted out um all right any anybody got some honorable mentions they want to call out uh yeah uh, so obviously, uh, Wild at Heart came to mind. Uh, a couple mm. of cast connections, oh, title yeah, connection. Uh, American Psycho for Reese Witherspoon, Dallas oh, Buyers Club. I always forget that she was in that. Yeah, she's yeah. Patrick Bateman's girl, uh, yeah. fiance. Um, Meek's Cutoff, I thought about. For oh, I thought about that too. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good one. Yeah. Yeah. I had, um, um I had certain women, certain women on mine. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's good too. Marriage um, Story, I thought about throwing out, but mm-hmm. you know. I love Marriage Story. Two weeks, and then we can do Marriage Story. Yeah, I know, right? Do it as our Valentine's Day Maybe. episode. Maybe. Oh, God. We'll see. I had uh, I had Wild Things, and I figured, you know, you could get a Kiva to come on. Right. And then... Uh, <laughs> I love Wild. <laughs> my other one was, obviously, um, Rattle and Hum, the U2 movie, yeah. because, you know, this you see some Joshua trees in Wild, and that's about the Joshua and Tree tour. The there's the rattlesnake. They're traveling yeah. around. There's, uh, you know, they're in Arizona, and, like, mm. it's a journey through America. So, there you go. Nice. Yeah, um, I like it. <laughs> yeah, I had I had Monster because Ooh. I do feel like the kind of Oscar transformation that well, both actresses go through. Also, the and backpack it, is named Monster. Yes, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's what monster. initially got me to write it down. Is they call her Backpack Monster. Um, I had The Great Outdoors, I think, for the second week in a row. Um, Everest for the second week in a row. Plan B, and it was either going to be Plan B or Never Early, sometimes always both kind of similar plots. Mm-hmm. Uh, Certain Women, Laura Dern, and um, Be Not Nature. The Trip for Bruce Dern. And drugs mm-hmm. and taking a trip. Well, um, yeah, and I was thinking like Nebraska too. Nebraska would, although I hate Alexander Payne, so I would never suggest that. But um, I did yeah. like Nebraska. I did like Nebraska a lot. I, I liked it more than I like some of his other movies. <laughs> uh, and then my last two, one was River Wild because I think I wrote yeah. that down when yeah. Megan said River Wild like uh, an hour and a half ago. And yeah. uh, the last one was Freeway, which is like a modern update on uh, the Little Red Riding Hood. With uh-huh. Kiefer Sutherland stalking uh, young oh. Reese Witherspoon. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Also, if you like young Reese Witherspoon, uh, Fear. Love, I mm-hmm. love Fear with her and Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. So, 
All right, Brennan, why don't you read what's actually suggested? On All right. Uh, Treasure of the Sierra Madre, Rocky, Election, Election Again, Little Women, The Green Knight, The Way, Legally Blonde, Young Victoria, Swiss Army Man, Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore, Gone Girl, Come On, Come On, Never Rarely, Sometime Always, Lost City of Z, Leave No Trace, Craigslist Joe, 180 Degrees South, How to Die in Oregon, Jurassic Park, Tree of Life, and A Walk in the Woods. I get to go first, and I'm going to choose Fincher. Give me that gone girl. Go, girl. If you do gone girl, your title has to be Girl Gone Wild. <laughs> yes, I like it. Cool girl. Yeah. Cool girl. I like, I like girl. I like. I almost wrote down girl going wild instead of gone girl. Gone girl. Uh, there's the first one. So gone girl. I looked it up on Letterboxd to see the streamability. And there's a, a list by somebody with 14 movies on it. It's called Gone Girl. And the fifth movie on this list is Wild Things. So, <laughs> there you go. Um, and I think. Uh, oh, Virginia Woolf is number two. I thought Alice doesn't live yeah. here anymore. Um, so all right. Anyways. Um, I would have. I would have gone with Green Knight if. Gone Girl had been suggested. What are you doing? I don't know. Um, Go ahead. All right. Um, I'm thinking about The Green Knight. I I do like that. Um, But I think Treasure Sierra Madre has been on my watch list for a while. I don't know if it's a... People enter wilderness. I guess that's a good suggestion. Um, But I I wanted to see Treasure Sierra Madre. So why not? It's about the gold rush. Yeah. Yeah. That's a pre-1950 movie, so I will be happy if we pick that. In addition to it being one of his movies. Mm-hmm. Megan? Uh, We're picking two, correct? Right. Are we picking two? Okay, let's pick two then. Okay. Um, I I will pick The Green Knight. I haven't seen that. So. Nice. Is that what we did last week? Did we do two last week? Or we only did one last week. We only did one last week. but no. Well, Megan's sort of making her sixth, sixth appearance. So I feel like I should be allowed to pick two. You get to pick so six. So then um, I need to pick a I need to pick a listener pick then since I already uh, went with my Oh yeah, yeah, yes, you're right. Yep. Other pick. I um, mean there are a lot um to choose from, but I will no. go with election since it was suggested twice. Double nominated. And it's come up before. So speaking of is that Alexander Pan? Uh, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't I okay, I said I hate Alexander Payne. I find that he makes the same movie over and over again and this is like part of the, the oscar thing that it's like right. this is a story about a middle-aged man going on a journey of self-discovery across the u.s and yeah. it every time is nominated for best picture and it's like uh-huh. they're not bad movies like i kind of enjoyed about schmidt right. uh and nebraska was okay sideways. i did not like the descendants and uh, I don't I don't like sideways and I'm just like you know yeah, what? get a new freaking thing. story like come yeah. on Election well, is different. Election's different than that. Yes. Election is very different. And that is a that, middle aged man right. who's a teacher. But, so. but he doesn't go on a journey. So at least there's right. that. All right. Um, yes, yeah, so I guess we were only supposed to pick one. Oh, well. I'll, yeah, because there pick. aren't a lot of listener picks. To, yeah, oh, well. That's okay. Too late. Well, you can also choose from Megan or me. Right. So that's for your doing. second pick. So. Yes. Yeah, because um, I probably would have picked one of the host picks and not and not the Green Knight if I had. Yeah. Yeah, I, I realized yeah. we didn't we didn't spell it out. Really. <laughs> we didn't really spell um, it out. We're making this up as we go. Four four seasons in, baby. Damn um, it. <laughs> what is Young Victoria about? I'm kind of thinking about it. It's about, about Queen one. Victoria. And she's uh yeah, it's about her youth. That's why it's called the Young Victoria. Jeez. And it's em- Emily Blunt plays Victoria and uh, Rupert Friend plays Prince Albert. Jim Broadbent plays the previous oh, king. 
to this huh? movie? What's the what? connection to Wild? Jean-Marc Ballet directed it. Oh, he directed it. Okay. And it's also um, about a young woman who, you know, because Victoria, she's very young and she's she mm-hmm. has to make her way as queen. Paul Bettany's in it. Miranda Richardson, Mark Strong. All right. Um, yeah. And it's got costumes by Sandy Powell. That's very good. And, um, you know, it's promising young Victoria. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's a great movie. I, I will pick that. I okay. know nothing about it. I'd never even heard of it until you just brought this up. It's really like this. Wait, is, Rupert Friend like is Rupert uh, Friend. Oh, it's Albert. Yeah. Oh wow. He's so the, good. He's so good camp? in that movie. No, he's not a kid. But he's like, yeah. He's just one of those bad guys. Uh-huh. It's very, it's very. I maybe I'm like, it's very romantic that movie. It, it's another one like Perfect Wild for, that you can just. Yeah, that's true. That you know what, Victoria and Albert were kind of the ultimate Valentines because she was in mourning for the rest of her life after he died, right? Sad story. Um, oh, do I, I have skip? To... I think I just skipped you, Megan, didn't I? That... I don't know. Oh, right? no, you go, no, you go last. Okay. Yeah. Go okay, I have to pick from the host list then. You know, I'm just picking. Uh, I'm just picking Jurassic Park because it's very freaking go. awesome. And it it does have the nature thing, and it's like, it's all about um. It's sort of about mothers because the dinosaurs find a way to get pregnant on their own. There you <laughs> go. You got there eventually. <laughs> Great point. Good job. But it, no, and it's about like you know, it's about the the. Uh, well, never mind. But it, anyway, it's great. Who doesn't okay, love Jurassic great. Park? Only weirdos. Yeah. All right. Know, so the final it. six are Gone Girl, Treasure of the Sierra Madre, The Green Knight, Election, Young Victoria, and Jurassic Park. I feel good about these six. Kids six. Right. Uh, uh, Gone Girl, Treasure of the Sierra Madre. Green Knight, Election, Young I'm Victoria, just, yeah, are, Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park are all on HBO Max. Okay. Uh, Green Knight is just rentable. Mm-hmm. Um, Election <laughs> is on Paramount Plus, Canopy, and Amazon Prime. Ooh. Young Victoria is just rentable. So let's take out the two that are just rentable. Yeah, I think that makes sense. That's above our Green Knight and Young oh, Victoria. Oh, uh, sorry, Green Knight's on Showtime, I guess, if you have Showtime. Which well, maybe that will merge with we Paramount don't know what's Plus happening with Showtime right now, oh, though, yeah, so... Oh, Green Knight is not. Oh, I thought okay, it's on Prime in Canada. I thought it was on Crave, but no, I don't have Prime. Oh, you don't. All right, but yeah, Young, Vic- yeah. Young Victoria. Sorry. Um, sorry, Young Victoria. It's okay. But it's, it sounds I like a good suggestion for February for people. Yes. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful movie. Yeah. Um, Treasure of the Sierra Madre. I've seen. Um, the other ones would be rewatches for both of us. Right. Um, Madre means mother. Yes, it I does. That's, that's true. <laughs> true. I mean, and that could so be our true. title connection is Madre meets mother. And then are you going to do mother exclamation point? Mother. <laughs> Maybe or or uh, Bong Joon-ho's mother. Oh, good um, point. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, I feel like Treasure of the Sierra Madre, the fact that I haven't seen it and it's got such high ratings from people. I feel like this is what we should do and give it's, all on a point. It's only rentable here. Okay. Yeah, you can get it from the library, I'm sure. Maybe I'll check. Um, um yes. I mean there it could be fun, um, especially with where it could take us in the following weeks. Um <gasps> Casablanca's a great uh, Valentine's Day movie. <laughs> that that's exactly <laughs> where my brain went, and you be quiet. We're editing that out. <laughs> We're editing that oh. out. Um I'm fine with Treasure of the, with rewatching Treasure of the Sierra Madre. I remember really, really liking it. Um When did you see it? A couple years ago for the Criterion. Yeah. Oh, you watched it for Criterion? Yeah. I think I watched it for Criterion like two years ago, the first year we had Criterion Challenge. 
Or maybe it was during my bogey marathon for my personal ladder. I can't remember. You marked it as watched four years ago. But you okay, did so not, couple, but you did like not I said, a couple of it. years ago. Yeah, I don't think you're doing Criterion four years ago. So, yeah, then it was probably my personal ladder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Megan marked it as watched two years ago. But yeah, I've definitely seen it. Yeah, before. then, yeah, it sounds like I need to revisit Treasure of the Sierra Madre. Yeah. Uh, Mike Mitchell gave this five stars. Yeah, unless you can give an argument for Gone Girl or Jurassic Park. I mean, I think the connection to Gone Girl is the best one. It is great connections to Gone it's Girl. Really fantastic. Uh, and also, I, everyone loves Gone Girl. Gone Girl is a great Valentine's Day. Wasn't that, is that quote from Anne Hathaway who said that Gone Girl was her favorite romantic comedy or something? Yes. <laughs> um, I do like Gone Girl. I like the connections to it. I like the title connection. I like the David Fincher of it all. Um, yeah. Really, the only one that I'm kind of not into doing next week is Jurassic Park, just because... I feel like we could do Jurassic Park for a number of reasons. I just don't think this is the strongest week to do it. Yeah, it is awesome. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And Election is great as well. And I do really like Election. Kind of don't want to do Election. So I'm... Okay. Or at least not now. Not right now. You want to save that to 2024? Let's save it. Yeah, let's save it. Oh, my God. But then you will not want to talk about Elections. I know. We may very much want to talk about a different type of Election. Yeah, we might very much. Um, (laughs) All right. Yeah, Um, so... So it's Down to Treasure or Gone Girl. And I just feel like... Let's if go you're feeling treasure. treasure, let's do it. Yeah, that's fine well, by me. I mean, I'm I gonna watch Gone Girl. Do it. You I will should watch, watch Gone both. Girl also. Yeah. Are you still <laughs> doing your multiverse ladder? No, I am not doing it this year. I decided okay. I had too many challenges. Uh, a lot of okay. challenges. Well, you can still watch Gone Girl. Maybe I I will make a trade with you. If you watch Gone Girl this week, I will watch the first episode of Mind Hunter. <gasps> okay, and I will finish season one of Mind Hunter and watch Gone Girl on the All weekend. Right. And what is, Brendan, what is your David Fincher promise of the week? Oh, What's you need to... Fincher promise of the week? Yeah. Oh, man. Um, what can I do? Uh, rewatch Mank? I don't know. <laughs> What's my What's my Fincher promise? I don't know. Um, I put you on the spot. I don't spot. know. Find a Fincher promise. You know what you should not do, I'll tell you, is if you wake up in the morning and you think to yourself, I think I'll watch Seven. Just don't do that. Yeah, because no, I did that once. That. And I was like eating breakfast and I thought, why, Ooh, why, why did you do that? Did you not die a good, at the breakfast table? Why it's not a that? good start to the day to watch seven oh, first thing awful. in the morning and just don't do that. But yeah. maybe you could watch uh I Mink don't know. is a good one. Yeah, Mink would be Mink. okay in the first thing in the morning. Yeah. I um <laughs> yes. I'm reading this book right now. It's uh, Kirk Douglas's autobiography, and it's all about the making of Spartacus and the Hollywood blacklist and, and things like that. And it's making me want to watch Mank just because it's all about the old Hollywood studio system and making a classic movie. Um, so I have had Mank on the mind lately, actually, reading this book. Why don't you watch the video for Vogue? Didn't he direct that? It's a good call. Um, great video. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Okay, that's your promise. Okay. So, anyways, this is a lot of David Fincher talk, and we're not doing a David Fincher movie because next week we're doing The Treasure of the Sierra Madre, John Huston, and Humphrey Bogart. Um, we done any John Huston on this podcast? No? Uh, I don't think we've done any Huston. No. no? We we did done... he did he not direct um, Bogart, The Quiet Man? No. no? Oh, he no. might have. No, he didn't do The Quiet no. Man. That was and he didn't do um. What's he didn't do face? the other Bogart oh, yeah. movie we did. Um, did he? No, he didn't. The Quiet Man was the guy who showed up in a certain movie. Um, and I can't, I'm blanking on that. John Ford. Anyway. Director. Um, no, no, John my, Ford. Yeah, okay. Yeah. My Fincher project is I'm going to watch Panic Room, which I haven't seen since it came out in Oh, nice. Good choice. Panic Room. There you go. My, yep. my friend just watched Panic Room. She'd never seen it before, and she's like, yeah, it was so good. I'll rewatch Panic Room. A, a young um, Kristen young Stewart. Stewart. Yep. Stewart yeah. It's really hard to go wrong with Fincher, except for Benjamin Button. Yeah, not a fan. Yeah. No, not good. Um, Even though right. Brad Pitt and Kate Blanchett are incredibly attractive in that movie. I mean, 
And that ties to Super Life Walter Mitty. Well, we're going right. on all kinds of tangents. Anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, right. yes, Next we're definitely week. doing Treasure of the Sierra Madre. Treasure of the Sierra Madre. It is on HBO Max, or it is rentable. Only two ninety nine if you're going to rent it. Or you can get it from your local library. I'm sure they have a copy. My library has two copies and 14 holds, so I don't think oh, I'm, wow. it's in a box set with the Maltese Falcon. I don't think uh, I'll be able to get it. Well, hopefully you can find it some other way. Um, so send your feedback at LadderMovie on Twitter, themovieladder at gmail.com. And uh, the connections to Treasure of the Sierra Madre, I need to remind myself what they are. People entering the wilderness. Um, I think it's a desert. It is a desert. Yeah, yeah. it must be. Desert right? is a wilderness, right? Yeah, but and she's sort of, well, she starts in the desert. Yeah, she's in the yeah. desert. And uh, I'm going to write down a title connection. Madre means mother, unless we come up with a, and the Sierra Mountain. Wasn't that the Sierra Mountains that... Um, I don't remember. That Cheryl walks through that she can't get through because there's too much snow? Wasn't the Sierras? There's the wild Sierras, yeah. Sounds Nevada-ish, right? Because she yeah. has to go to Reno. Yeah, that's true. So, um, all right. So that's lots of connections, maybe, hopefully. Um, find and out. Yeah, we'll find out next week. Uh, Megan, what are you uh, looking forward to watching this week? Well, I'm really looking forward to finishing season one of Mindhunter, but... <laughs> And then I also have, so I, I don't know why I'm watching all this serial killer stuff lately, but I also <laughs> rewatched The Fall. Well, that was because I watched Wild Mountain Time and mm-hmm. Jamie Dornan was in it. And so I, I watched, uh, I wanted to rewatch The Fall. So I have season three of The Fall from the library and I'll probably watch that after I finish season one of Mindhunter. And then nice. I'll go back and watch season two of Mindhunter. Nice. Yeah. Brendan, how about you? Uh, for the Library Ladder Challenge this week, I am Ooh. doing Dr. Zhivago as my best picture loser choice. Uh, mm. Really excited to check that out. Never seen it before. Nope. And then for the Criteria Challenge this week, it is Animal Week on the Criteria Channel. Uh, so I am doing Kess, which is another movie oh, from yeah. the 1960s that is on the Film Squad Madness shortlist. So excited to knock two off of the uh, 60s wide spot list this week. Oh. You know what I just realized is yeah. Treasure of the Sierra Madre was one of my contenders for Oscar loser, for Best Picture loser. Ooh, well, there you go. But I'm not going to be doubling up. I'll do something Two words worth saying. Yes. Um, but I'm going to be watching The Awful Truth for Criterion Animal nice. Week. I have no idea why it comes up Animal, animal Week. That? I don't know. It's mm. on the list. Uh-oh. So Cary Grant. And I think it's on my list because it's like was on some list of like the funniest movies ever. So, Interesting. I've seen uh, that movie. I don't. Maybe I just don't remember the movie. Yeah, I don't know. What's the one where it's Cary Grant and a bobcat? No, that's no, bringing that's, a baby. Yeah, that's bringing bring a baby, baby. Yeah, which yeah, is yeah, also yeah. on the list. Um, yeah, it should be. Yeah. The, the, the log line for this says, Danger, Wild Woman on the Loose. So, <laughs> yeah, I'll let, I'll let you know what the well, animal is that shows up in this movie. But it was on the yeah. list, so I'm going with it. Even I'm though gonna the watch most dangerous animal of all. Man. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> I, I'm going to be watching The Black Stallion for the criteria. Yes, great choice. Now, is that the same as The Black Stallion that was the Disney Black Stallion from when we were growing up, or is it different? I don't know. There was a classic version of the Black Stallion that they used to always show on Disney. It's like got Mickey, Mickey Rooney. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then I'm gonna watch some Mindhunter. Um, I yeah. might watch Mindhunter right after get off. Just to just I'm I'm, I'm in the nice. uh, you got me you got me all excited for it. I think I'm just gonna watch the first episode yeah. of this call um, after I'm done nice. editing. And uh, I am watching For All Mankind and Barry, so I'm catching up on a lot of TV. I'm liking that there is not very many new shows right now because I can catch up on some older shows that I've yep. missed the last couple of years. All That's right. always good. Uh, Megan, anything you want to plug? Well, I guess, you know, Brendan and I were on Renap yeah. uh, oh. talking about wild talking about things. Wild things. True. Um, neither of us talked about wild, but <laughs> I talked about Wild Mountain Time, which is the movie with Jamie, Jamie Dornan that got me started on this whole serial killer thing. 
Mm. Not, he doesn't play a serial killer in Wild Mountain Time, but he played a serial killer on The Fall. That's that's the connection. Yeah, connections everywhere. Yeah, but um, yeah. So yeah, go listen to Renap. If you're, that's uh, short Robin for Akiva. Robin Akiva Need a Podcast. If anyone mm. doesn't know, <laughs> I would imagine everybody listening to this knows that. But you know, uh, maybe you never, maybe not. You know, Jim knows because Jim was the one who made the wheel when they oh, went yeah. to Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. He he took the phys- he had a physical wheel for them. I, I was re-listening to Renap, and you know, I didn't know Jim then, and I was like, oh my god, Jim Crumley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's always yeah, fun yeah, when that Jim happens. <laughs> nice. Um, Nice. Uh, well, as I'm, uh, I'm getting ready for us to read our reviews uh, off of Letterboxd, and it does remind me of something I didn't even bring up about Wild. So real quick, the okay. woman in the makeup store in Wild is the worst person in this movie. Oh, oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like a, yeah. What the yeah. hell, man? Oh, she's like, that's... you need to think about your personal hygiene or whatever. Is yeah, it not obvious jerk. that I have a backpack on my back and I'm back right. and I'm pa- backpacking on the like trail? Like, yeah, is it said. not a but you know like, what? That reminds me of another yeah. one thing is that the tattoo artist was the guy from Everclear. Yeah. Art oh, really? Alexakis or whatever Everything his name is. Everything is wonderful. Everything is, yeah, exactly. Or Local God, the song from mm-hmm. Romeo and Juliet. So we connect back to Romeo and Juliet. There you go. Nice. Good job. <laughs> All right. Uh, Brendan, anything you want to plug? Not specifically, no. Um, well, he, was, he was also yeah. on Renap. <laughs> Yeah, also under an app, I talked about Buffalo Wild Wings, one of my favorite restaurants. Who would have thought that you would be, this is your third wild-related podcast, and Megan's (laughs) second wild-related podcast. Wow, that's wild. It is a bit strange. Oh, that's wild, exactly, yes. (laughs) I'm going to tag Julie Chen. (laughs) Our title connection was inspired by you, Julie. Don't. (laughs) I don't need the Big Brother stance coming. Praise be. No, you don't. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's go. All right. Uh, We'll see everybody next week for the treasure of the Sierra Madre on each There's some funny ones. Uh, this is from Persia. It says, I think, Megan, didn't we start the post-credit review reading with an episode that you were on last year? I feel like yes, that's it, was, it was the, the hours. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's just like the Avengers, if everyone was depressed lesbians. <laughs> right. <or whatever>. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Good memory. Uh, well, Persia says, uh, she was literally hiking for three, three months through the extreme wilderness encountering wild animals, and men were still the scariest thing about this movie. The arrow guy for sure. Yeah. Uh, Francisca says walks a block home from the bus stop. I'm Reese Witherspoon in the wild, or in sorry, in wild. Uh, Maria is on the same page as Alex and says the Green Knight handshake emoji wild, hallucinating foxes while hiking in the wilderness. There you, there you go. go. Nice, Alex. You need to like this review from Maria. Um, uh, another person uh, who has uh, the middle chapter entry in the Laura Dern plays a mother who loves her kids so much it's devastating trilogy yeah. starting with the fault in our stars that did not come up but ending with little women so yeah mm-hmm. I'm thinking I like this movie absolutely Kevin core four and a half stars there you nice. go that's a nice review sometimes when I am out walking in the winter I do imagine that I'm on a trek like this because it can, you know it can get pretty windy and cold up here. Not you're not making it 94 <laughs> days though. <laughs> God, I hope not. <laughs>
Um, lots of strong reviews. Yeah. I don't see any. I don't see anything lower than like a three on letter. Just scrolling. It's a good movie. Yeah, it's a good yeah. movie. This is one of those movies that people don't realize. Like, it's, uh, thank you for introducing this into the uh, movie ladder podcast lexicon, Megan. You're welcome. So, <laughs> oh, here's one. Oh, this is a perfect one to end on. Oh no. Uh, Shake says happiness is only real when shared. Oh wait, wrong movie. <laughs> <laughs> that is a reference to Into the Wild. Yes. Not wild. <laughs>